everyone and welcome to episode 203 of Glitch Free Gaming. Yes, I don't normally, you know, I'm not doing that like the normal host. It is Paul, it's not Mike. You haven't heard from me in a while. I'm here myself today. I'm just going to talk to you absolute nonsense for two hours. Oh no, wait, Kieran's here too. Oh yeah, hi. We're yeah. both in the same room talking like we always do every week on podcasts. And we're definitely... Not into not entirely true we're definitely not in entirely different countries this week <laughs> no i'm definitely not sitting in the states <laughs> definitely not like as far away from each other as like we have ever recorded these this is genuinely true but i could be further away i could be on the opposite coast but i'm i'm that's sitting true. that's true i'm sitting fairly middle eastern middle nice kind of Anyway, it's been a big week. We didn't talk about E3 last week because we didn't record. Yeah, because Mike and Ben and Stephen happily recorded, what, three episodes three. when we were down at UK Games Expo the week before, so I think we kind of just... Yeah, we didn't want to overload people, so yeah, we didn't talk about E3, which means we're not getting directly on the hype train, which does <laughs> prove to people, you know, it does go to show that we... We're not entirely just trying to get hits and listens here, we we actually care about how much you need to listen to. Yeah. It also means that it also goes to show how much less excited we probably are about it. Because I think in previous years the reason we've done like the big E three we did we usually do like big E three prediction show and then a big E three like after show. Yeah, we do. Uh, mainly because me and you are both very excited about E three stuff. And then this yeah. year you were like, I'm gonna fuck off to America for a bit. The home of e3 but not for that reason and then it's like okay fine hi yeah been, so yeah. and uh, even being here and being on like a decent time zone for the conferences the only one i actually managed to watch live i think was nintendo's man that's like probably the worst one you could have watched other than ea um yeah i watched nintendo's live and that was about it uh, I, I did go back and watch Microsoft. I know you got pretty hype about it. <laughs> I didn't really. Oh man, there was so many good games there. Um... So many good looking games, yes. Any games I'm really going to play, nah. You... I have nothing to be excited about because I don't have a gaming PC and I don't have an Xbox One. So. I mean, most of those games are going to come to PS4 as well. Yeah, well, eventually. So. Yeah. Um... I did like Sony's. I liked their take on things this year and doing the you know, deep dive into four big games. And... I liked that, but I well, we just go through the E3 stuff like off the bat then. And yeah, let's do it. Um, I've not really played much anyway. I know you've played a few things, but I we'll do that at the end. Yeah, we we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, we'll do the news first this week. Um, all right, I've got a big like summary of stuff here, so we can just kind of run through it. So, like, first was EA, which technically wasn't part of E3. They did their press conference before, like they always do. Uh, yeah. Which I watched live, and boy, that was one of the worst press conferences I've ever watched. And I've watched <laughs> a lot of these over the years. Like, As have we all. As like, have I we enjoy, all. and it's not even, it wasn't even, like, fun bad. You know, like, when Nintendo did that, uh, the Wii Music year, where it was a bad press conference, the games they had for the Wii were all pretty bad and it just wasn't good but it was fun to watch because it was kind of such a train wreck EA's one was just so boring I on your advice did not go back and watch it 
That's, yeah, good. There was um, let's see, they they showed the trailer for FIFA nineteen. They got the UEFA license, which means that Pro Evolution Soccer is dead. Because that was the last license that Pro Evolution Soccer had. So, sucks to be Pro Evo. Um, they briefly mentioned that there was going to be a Star Wars game from Respawn, which they announced before, but like they had nothing to show. They were literally just talking to one of the developers like, while he sat in the crowd, and he was just like, I don't know, we're making a game. Yeah, yeah. Which felt very much like it felt very much like they had they were going to they had initially planned to have another Star Wars game this year, and that it was probably that one that got cancelled, that the yeah. Dead Space devs were working on. So it felt like they were like, we need to mention Star Wars here so that people remember we're making Star Wars games, in but, some way, shape, or form. Yeah, but also, we don't have a Star Wars game to show. So that was awkward and boring. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like he said, it takes place between episode three and episode four. He plays a Jedi. Uh, it's going to come out next year, probably. And that was kind of all they said. So. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, they announced Unravel 2, sequel to Unravel, which was a 2D platformer with the little yarn guy. Uh, they brought the dude out on stage again. He didn't seem to be close to crying this year, which is good, I guess. Um, Maybe? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, they're doing another layer on their like origin stuff. Um, fuck, what's it called on Xbox? It's called Origin... Uh, oh, I can't remember. The subscription service they've got that lets you get like the EA games. Um, right now you can pay money and you get into it and you go, alright, oh, I can download all these games. Um, if you pay extra, then you'll get new games. So it's going to have Battlefield 5, FIFA 19, Anthem and stuff like that. Basically, you get games as they come out, like Game Pass for yeah, yeah. Microsoft stuff. Kind um, of, more or less. Which is quite interesting. EA don't really make enough games that I like that I care about this that much. Um, I kind of feel the same way about Microsoft's one. Like, I don't care about Game Pass very much because there's so few games on it that I really care about that I haven't already played. And EA's is kind of the same, so. But it's, it's neat. They also said they were going to look into streaming stuff going forward, so they want to do the the kind of on-live thing or the PlayStation Now thing. Or the, what's the NVIDIA one called? Oh, yeah, fuck. Well, it's slightly different from the NVIDIA one because the NVIDIA one's even weirder. But yes, same idea. Yeah, I can't remember what the video one's called. I've never heard anyone ever use it. Um, I was going to on this trip, um, because you know why not? Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, and I've not, I've not yet. I mean, I have my Switch with me, and I've. I'm gonna be honest. On a, a holiday where I shouldn't really be doing much, I'm running around doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I haven't attempted to play many games. Um, That's fair. But you know, I've, I've I've played one or two things. Played some Overcooked. I think um, well, we'll get to Overcooked. Overcooked's involved in E3 this year. Oh, it is indeed. Yeah. Um, let me just quickly ram through the last couple of EA things because there wasn't much there. Uh, okay. They announced a new Command and Conquer game, which got people very excited. 
and then it turned out to be a mobile game and uh, it looks okay but it's a I want a goddamn Command and Conquer game yeah again they got people excited and it was a mobile game it was, yeah it was like nothing um, and then also they showed some Bioware uh, some Anthem from Bioware they did again like I think EA's conference was bad partly because they didn't have much to show but mainly because of the structure of it so they yeah. were like we're gonna show some Anthem and then they brought out the Anthem developers and did a Q&A with them. And not like a good Q&A, like a really just rudimentary, basic Q&A. Really bad, dodgy Q&A. Yeah, I mean, like, the devs answered very well. The um, the host was very good. Like, she was good at the Q&A stuff. She was a bit awkward doing the other hosting things before that, but it was very... That became very clear. It was like, oh, they got you to host because you're good at this bit. And it makes sense. But it was just weird, long, and like they kept showing these same like two-second snippets of gameplay over and over during it, and it was like this is a weird thing to do, especially because there's not really anything interesting coming from the questions because it's been so pre-rehearsed and stuff. Um, so that was kind of rubbish. But then they showed a gameplay trailer, and that looks fucking good. I'm really that does I've I've caught up with that trailer. It looks insane. It looks really good. It looks like they made, um, they made the division with jetpacks. The division, but everyone's Iron Man. Which which sounds awesome. I'm kind of into that. I like the division. I like Iron Man. I like Bioware for the most part. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that looks really good. Um. Excited for that game. It comes out twenty second of February. Is our thing they announced they released it. Uh, lots of games got announced for twenty second of February. I'm probably not going to go through all of them here, but like, tons of games got given release dates, and they're like twenty second of February, and it's like that's going to be the busiest day of the year, unless half of these get delayed, which is probably more likely. Yeah, probably more than likely. Yeah. Um, and then after that was Microsoft's conference. So. They opened it with a trailer that was very like unclear what it was. It was just a bunch of snippets of like nature. It was like, here's these weird rhinos that have two horns in the front of them. Here's this <laughs> nice looking river. Here's this pretty looking grass, these trees. And it's like, what the fuck is this game? What is it? And then it's like, here's Master Chief holding his helmet. And it's like, oh, okay. It's a Halo game. Yeah, it looks real pretty. It looks real pretty. Don't know what it is. It's called Halo Infinite. They said it's kind of Halo 6, but maybe not. And it's like, what does that mean? Do you guys know what you're making? <laughs> what is this? We're not We're not even sure ourselves. I'm really excited because I like Halo games. And this will be the first one since Microsoft started bringing all of their games to Game Pass and PC. Nice. So I'll be playing this on PC when it comes out, which is an exciting idea for me. Um, yeah, it's been not yeah. since Halo Two have we been able to play Halo games on the PC, um, which is cool. But like they showed nothing of it. Like it was just this little trailer that had no gameplay. It seemed like it was probably an engine, um, but it had like no gameplay or anything. It was just this weird little trailer, and then they just moved on. Like they're like, it was like, what is this? It was strange. But they seem to do that. This seems to be three four three's thing with Halo now, because they did that with uh, Halo Five as well. So I don't you remember the yeah. Halo Five trailer was um, the desert thing. Yeah, showed, it was. They showed Master Chief in the cloak, like wearing a big cloak and stuff like that, going through the desert, and you couldn't tell who it was. 
and everyone was like, is this like record? Did they give it some like weird, grittier, more realistic look? What the fuck is this? And then like he pulls his cloak off and it's Master Chief. And you're like, okay. Weird. Sorry. Yeah, and also it's got amazing music because of course it does. Because <laughs> it's Halo. Of course it does. Um, da, 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 they showed more of Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which is sequel to Ori and the Blind Forest. I'm looking forward to that because that first game was very, very good. I didn't play the first one, so... That's fair. It's a very hard platformer. Probably not your kind of thing. but um, Definitely not my kind of thing, then. But it's very pretty. Uh, From Software uh, showed gameplay trailer, a gameplay trailer of um, the game they teased at the Game Awards last year, which was Shadows Die Twice. Um, Sekiro? Sekiro? Don't know how to pronounce that. Um, it looks quite cool. looks very Dark Souls-ish, but apparently they said afterwards it's not an RPG. So it's like kind of um, Japanese kind of samurai style action game. Um, yeah. Kind of Dark Souls combat, which seems cool. Um, a lot of, you know what, samurais are back in again. Like people are into making samurai games again because after uh, Neo last year and now this and they're doing a sequel to Neo and Ghosts of Tsushima, which we'll get to later. Like it's just a lot of Samurai games, and you know what? I'm all right with that. You're okay with that? I like me some samurai. It feels like I'm okay with it as well. We went for a while without any. Uh, then they showed trailer Fallout seventy six. You're the Fallout fan. What do you think of that? It looks okay. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, we'll get into it more when we cover the Bethesda stuff after this, but. Yeah, like the trailer they showed there was literally just like, uh, here's a Fallout trailer. It's like, that's kind of cool, I guess. I don't really like Bethesda Fallout games. But then in the Bethesda conference, they go into more detail about it and they're like, oh, it's not really, it's not really a Fallout Yeah, game. I see here's, it's the MMO thing that's putting me off. Yeah, well, it's not even, it's probably not even an MMO. It's more like um, Rust. Always online like kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I can deal with that as long as I get my Fallout single-player campaigny stuff. I'm they, okay with that. They said, they said like repeatedly during the Bethesda conference that they wanted players to be there instead of NPCs, which didn't explicitly mean that there won't be NPCs, but it's not much of a Fallout game if there's not NPCs. NPCs, you know? yeah. NPCs are kind of what make Fallout Fallout. Yeah, like, as bad as Bethesda's writing often is, like, it's kind of, you know, you can't have the game without that. It's, it's interesting. You know Do you know what Fallout game I have been playing, though, that was also announced right on the back of that? Uh, Fallout Shelter for Switch? Yes. <laughs> I've not even downloaded it. Um, I played a bunch of it on my phone, so I couldn't not download it on the Switch, and it works really well. I played a bunch um, on my phone before as well. Um, so it, it does work really well on Switch. The touch... It, you can use the touchscreen portably. I've actually been playing it on the TV and it works quite okay. That's cool. What does it use for um, the touch? Does it just use a? Can you just move around with the cursor, or does it use like? You can just move around with the, you. You move around from room to room with the uh, joysticks on the. That seems right. The I mean, that, make, that makes sense. It came out on Xbox One like last year, so. Yeah, um, it came out on PS4 as well at the same time yeah. as it came out on Switch. So I guess they so... already had those controls done. Yeah, they had them nailed down probably. Yeah. Um, um, slightly annoying to use the menus on the TV modes, but yeah. once you kind of get used to them, it's not so bad. Yeah, that's cool. I was playing um, 
We'll talk about when we get to Nintendo stuff, even though it wasn't E3 related. But I've been playing the free to play game that they brought out. That's not out on phones yet. It comes out phones later, but on Switch. Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon Quest. Oh yeah, Pokemon Quest. That game's not very good, but I played a lot of it. Um, which is mobile games in a nutshell, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else did they announce? The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit, which is a new game from Don't Nod. It's a kind of prequel or like a set in a game set in between uh, Life is Strange and Life is Strange Two, which. I'm all in favour of because I love The Life is Strange, so it looks alright. Um, it's also free, which is cool. Uh, they showed the trailer of, Crack of Crackdown 3, which had a lot of Terry Crews in it. Like, a lot. A lot of Terry Crews? I mean, not I've enough. not seen the trailer for it, but... Not enough Terry Crews, because Terry Crews is great, but yeah. Uh, that game is never coming out. They didn't announce that, I'm announcing that. It's, it's never coming out. Um, <laughs> they keep delaying it. It got delayed into next year now. Yeah, I know. That game's never coming out. I just, uh, I, I, I enjoy your enthusiasm. It's a shame because, like, I like the first Crackdown. I never played Crackdown two, but I like the first Crackdown. And Crackdown three looks great. But yeah, it's never coming out. Um, Metro Exodus. They show the gameplay trailer of that. It looks like a really goddamn good Metro game. Looks real pretty. There's snow. There's radiation. Everything you need. Uh, that game's coming out the 22nd of February. There will that will be a theme. Um, they showed a Kingdom Hearts three trailer, which was set in like the frozen world. And yeah, it look. I've not seen it. They showed the same trailer on like three different press conferences over E3, which was bizarre. It was. I've still not seen it, but it was good. Um, I'm looking forward to Kingdom Hearts three. As am I. That's coming out twenty ninth of January. Next year is going to be nuts at the start of the year. Yeah, this year was. This year is still like insane. Oh yeah, this year is. Next year is going to be even better from the looks of it. It's kind of crazy. Game of the year this year is going to be hard. Yeah, like I was talking with one of my friends at work and he was like, you're going to have to bring back or add in like a strategy game of the year category. And I was like, fuck, you're right. There's like five strategy games that came out this year that I fucking love. Like, I don't think, I don't know if we did a strategy game category in the past. We didn't. We, there was not one last year. We need to because this year has just been like, everyone was like, hey, do you like Battletech? Hey, do you like new Total War games? Hey, do you like... It's like, fuck, man. Crazy. Do you like Northgard? Um, but yeah. There's um, just a lot of strategy games that came out this year. A lot of strategy games. A lot of games in a general. A lot. Yeah. A lot of games in general. Except for everyone on the Switch. Um, sea of Thieves. They're doing expansions. They're free, I think. I would hope. Given the lack of content in that game. Um, Hopefully. Yeah. I don't know. The trailer for the expansions look kind of cool. But I... I love the idea of Sea of Thieves, but I got so bored by it so quickly. Um, they announced Force of Four, or Force of Horizon Four, even, <laughs> not just Force of Four. Not just Force of Four. No, Force of Horizon they're, Four. They're not just porting Force of Four from the Xbox 360. Ever. They're like, hey, we remembered back when Force of was good, so we're porting it. Um, now Force of Horizon Four, which is set in the UK, which bummed me out because I was hoping those rumors that it was set in Japan were true. 
Yeah, because you could get into all the drift scene and everything in Japan. What are you going to get in the UK? I'm going to get stuck behind four-wheel old woman going on a caravan holiday and then stuck behind an HGV. You're going to get uh, some nice countryside. And then jammed up on the M80 going to Glasgow. Yeah, they showed a fair amount of stuff. (laughs) They actually did. Yeah, which is quite good. The trailer, it looks good. I'm going to play it because I like Forza. Um, Yes. It's open world. They're doing the... The why I well why I always consider and will always consider the test drive thing, where you share an open world. So, like the yeah, for- test drive unlimited thing. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I'm the same. Where it's like you drive around and you'll see other players driving around as well, which they kind of faked in Forza Horizon Three, because they had drive avatars driving around, so they had player names over them, but they weren't actually players. It seems like they're just giving up on that, and they're like, "Why don't we just put people in it?" It's like, why don't you? Why didn't you do that to start with? Um, yeah, yeah, it's coming out the 2nd of October. It'll be on Game Pass. It will release coming to PC and also Xbox One. I'll probably pick that up. Uh, actually, I think I've still got a Game Pass subscription, so I'll probably just pick it up for free, I guess. That's the way to do it. Yeah, I guess it's a good way to play a game, I guess. They'll let me know if I like it or not. Um, then we had a weird bit where Microsoft announced that they had bought a bunch of people. And then the crowd were like going crazy and being super excited about it. And I saw people be super excited on the internet about it. And I was like, why are you excited about a big company buying smaller companies? What the fuck? That's a weird thing to be excited about. Woo! Last choice! Yeah, right. Um, so they picked up <laughs> they picked up Undead Labs, which is the guys that made yep. State of Decay. Yep. Uh, which also I played about State of Decay 2, which we're not going to play because I really don't play want- enough of it. It seems quite I good. really want to play it, but I don't have anything to play on. That's yeah, that's reasonable. Um, Playground Games, which were the Forza Horizon guys, which I thought they already owned. Yeah. Um, they made a new studio in Santa Monica called The Initiative, which is nice. led by the guy that used to run Crystal Dynamics. Crystal Dynamics. So the guys nice. made a bunch of the Tomb Raider games. Yep. Uh, they bought Compulsion Games, the guys that are making uh, We Happy Few. Yep. And also that game has been like pretty much rebooted. Because remember, they showed trailers of it before, and I think we were all talking about it in the podcast, about how good that trailer was for We Happy Few. Um, and it looked really cool. But then the actual game came out in early access and was like a really kind of bad survival game and didn't really seem to have any of that stuff from the trailer in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, they basically rebooted it and made it into a more kind of Bioshocky game so it actually kind of fits that a bit more. Which, you Which know, I'd be happy like. with. It's, it's what it looked like um, and I'm quite happy about that to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then the other big one they bought was Ninja Theory which was the craziest one to me. Uh, the devs that brought you Heavenly Sword. Um, fuck, what was that one that we both really liked? Um, that's based on Journey to the West. He plays the big guy with the pole. It has the pig man in it. Oh, um, Beyond Good and Evil? No, not Beyond. That, I mean, that description does actually also fit Beyond Good and Evil. So I kinda, but no. Um, I mean, pig man. Yeah, you have a pole as a weapon in that as well. Um, yeah. Enslaved. Okay, Enslaved, yes. That, enslaved. I actually and, really liked Enslaved. Enslaved was great. Uh, they made the last Devil May Cry game, and more recently they made Hellblade, which 
came up a lot in our Game of the Year awards last year because it was a very, very good game. So it's weird to see them get picked up. I hope they continue doing more Hillblade style things, but just now with a bigger budget rather than going back to like, hey, we're making Devil May Cry style games. Um, but we'll see. Uh, what else? Blah, blah. Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition. I don't think either of us are particularly excited about that. Not particularly. Uh, the Division 2. That looked good. I it looked that... like more of the Division. It does look like more of the Division. That's maybe the one that I'm slightly worried about. Is they were like, yeah, it's the Division, but now you're in Washington. It's like, alright, cool. What's new about it? You're in Washington. It's like, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> yeah, right. you're 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 in a different place. That's what's you new, got, Kieran. You got me. I don't know. We'll see. I'm gonna. I'm in real life, to... about Washington. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's a good place to be at the moment. Um, <laughs> um, uh, not, even, yeah. not even slightly. No. Um, I registered for the beta, so hopefully I'll get into that and we can. I'll, hopefully I'll that'd be good. Play. That would be nice. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Which that would be real neat. good. Shadow Tomb Tomb Raider looks alright. I never finished Rise of the Tomb Raider. I should really go back into that. Uh, That does look good. Oh, they did a real fucking shitty thing where... So before this this E3, there was a lot of rumours going around that Skate 4 was going to get made. Or like some kind of new skate game. Because EA had been making rumblings around the skate series and people were like, oh shit. They're going to make a new skate game. Fuck. Um, but then during e- during Microsoft's conference, they showed a trailer that started of like you know zoom-ins of someone doing skate moves, and it had a very skate-like look to it because it had the kind of you know the vignetting of it, and it had the focus on the feet doing the actual actions, which is what skate always kind of focused on. And then it zoomed out, and it's like session, which is like a Kickstarter game that uh, it it looks good it could be good I think there's some ex-skate developers on it but it was a bit of a dick move because people were like man this is definitely Skate 4 it was not it was not it was not Um, then they showed some Black Desert online which is strange because that's a old MMO Unless there's a new one, that might be what it is. It Maybe was, they're making a new one. It was unclear. It looks very pretty. Which is kind of the thing about that game. Um, Capcom, yeah. then probably my favourite announcement at this whole conference, uh, Capcom announced Devil May Cry 5. Woo! Which was fucking kind of out of nowhere. Um, Sorry people's ears, but that required a word. <laughs> it looks fucking um, great. They showed It looks their, amazing. Their, there was gameplay in the trailer, there was CG in the trailer, there was N-Engine stuff in the trailer, there was music in the trailer that was questionable, which is what you want from Devil May Cry, because it's not a Devil May Cry game without uh, decent kind of metal music with terrible, terrible lyrics. Because um, this is this is the series that gave us the infamous Devil May Cry 4 um, fucking is the battle song. They had the lyrics, the time has come and so have I. <laughs> and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> That's what you chose to go with? Those are lyrics you with? Um, yeah. Uh, ba ba ba. What else? 
Jump Force, which is a new Bandai game, which is another one of those kind of anime mix-up games. It, yeah. It, it looks cool. Looks like that J-Star game that I played a couple of years ago. Probably not great, but probably fun. It's kind of hard to go back to those games after we have Dragon Ball Fighters, and it's like, this is what an anime fighter can actually look like, and it's like, oh, well, never mind then. You're making us all look bad, Ark. Um, then Techland showed up and announced Dying Light 2. Which was... Yeah, it was kind of like one of those what kind of moments. Yeah, it was like out of nowhere. Um, the more interesting thing to me is that it, I was excited by it because they didn't just announce Dying Light 2, they brought out Chris Avalon, who is a... a a writer of video games who wrote some of the best RPGs like in the industry. Yeah. Like he wrote like Planescape Torment and uh some of the Icewind Dale games, I think. Like Baldur's Gate. Um I forget exactly which ones he wrote. But he wrote a bunch of really good PC RPGs and then over the years he's written other stuff. Like he wrote for a bunch of those obsidian ones that they've been doing recently over the recent years. And yeah. They brought him out and they're like, Oh yeah, he's making our new zombie he's writing our new zombie game and it's like Huh. That's a direction to go in, I guess. That's a thing. Give your zombie game a good story, maybe? Unexpected. Yeah. Unexpected. Um, bah, bah, bah. They announced a new Battletoads game, which was just a trailer that showed nothing. It was basically just a logo. It's like, we're making Battletoads! And I groaned because Battletoads isn't a good game. But hey. Don't you love the Battletoads? No, man, I fucking hate the Battletoads. Well, I don't I don't mind them as characters, I think they're fine. But I think their game is bad. <laughs> it's a bad game. It was a Super Nintendo game, game. it was just bad. Um, what else we got? Just Cause 4 got announced. Which is cool. Because uh, Just Cause is good. Just Cause 3 wasn't very good, though, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh... Gears War 5 got announced. Sorry, Gears 5 got announced. Yeah. Uh, they showed a trailer for that, some gameplay stuff. It looked real cool. I like the new direction of it. Uh, it looks like what Gears 4 probably should have been, rather than Gears 4 just being another Gears game. So, that's kind of cool. Um, they actually announced three Gears of War games here. Which was... Uh, an odd choice I think like they announced Gears Tactics which is a kind of XCOM style game for PC yeah and then Gears Pop the game that I'm sure you're most excited about woo which is the Funko Pop mobile Gears game I don't think they showed a gameplay or said what it is they just like it's a mobile game it's Gears of War characters but it's Funko Pops and it's like oh no do people still buy Funko Pops there was there was a trailer there was a trailer, but I don't think it showed any gameplay. I think it's just CG of like the Funko Pop looking dudes chainsawing through a wall. Alright, okay. And they showed that one first. Like before these other two Gears games, like they showed that trailer and people were like What? What? This is the Gears they have to show this year? Bizarre. Um what else we got here? Bizarre. They showed Tunic, which is like a kind of Zelda style game. Uh it looks very good. It does a, look very, very good. Plays a fox. Um, and, Zelda fox. Yeah, Zelda fox. Zelda but with a fox. I believe you search Zelda but with a fox into Giant Bomb's search bar, that game shows up. 
Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Oh no, somebody's changed. Move not Zelda, but with Fox. Is Zelda? I don't know. It's some variation of that. If you search it, it shows up as like the first result. Um. Yeah, and then they also announced DLC for Cuphead, which lets you play as a new character, more Cuphead stuff, which is cool. I never finished Cuphead because I'm terrible at it, but that's cool. Um, but that was Microsoft Conference. I thought it was really good. Like they had a lot of really good stuff there. I know, yeah. They just kind of kept showing like game after game, and almost all those trailers had gameplay, which is kind of the bit that makes me most interested. Like if it's in engine and has gameplay, it's like okay, good. This is what I want from a trailer now. Um, and then they finished up, and then Cyberpunk showed up. Like, after they were like, alright, press conference is over. And then the Cyberpunk trailer showed. And it's like, okay. Now the press conference is really over. Now it's really over. Um, that Cyberpunk trailer looks really cool. Apparently that's... I'm, I'm pretty excited about Cyberpunk. I mean, yeah. Like, CD Projekt can do whatever the fuck they want, and I'll buy it now. Like, I liked all three of the Witcher games. So Oh, yeah. Yeah. They can do what they want. Plus, I like Cyberpunk as a saying. Um, they didn't show any gameplay here, but uh, a bunch of the press got to play it behind closed doors. And they came out saying a lot of very glowing things about it. It sounds like it's basically like the most recent Deus Ex games, but bigger, more expanded, more choice, more options, that kind of stuff. Like more like if Deus Ex and The Witcher had a baby. So then we had the Bethesda conference. Later that same day. Yes, which I've actually is one of the only few I've watched all the way through. Um, yeah, it, that was a good one. Um, they started off showing some gameplay of Rage, or Rage Two, which they mainly showed like car combat stuff, and it looks a lot like that Mad Max game that came out last year or two years ago, which is probably because it's the same developers making it, which is fair. And um, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I like that Mad Max game. I'm pretty excited about a better one of those. Um, they announced uh, Elder Scrolls Legends is coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, which is that Elder Scrolls card game which apparently exists. Yeah, I've played a bunch of it on my phone. Didn't really like it that much. I didn't know that it existed, but hey, I probably knew at some point. Um, everyone has a card game, so why not Elder Scrolls? Uh, they announced Doom Eternal. Which is the sequel to Doom? Woo! Which I didn't super... like Doom that. I didn't <sighs> like Doom that much. So I don't care. I fucking love Doom. They didn't really show anything though. They were basically just like, "Here's a tiny little snippet of something, and also here's a logo, and also we'll tell you more in August." Just fair. Yeah. Uh, then there's yep. And then there's a sequel to Wolfenstein called Wolfenstein Young Blood. Yep, I'm happy about that. So it's a well, it's more of a spin-off. It's set in Paris in the nineteen eighties, and you play as one of B.J. Blazkowicz's twin daughters. And it's gonna be a co-op game. Yep. Which you play as one of the twins that he has just at the end of two. Yeah. yeah. Which me and you should definitely play that co-op. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Uh, they put Quake Champions out for free, temporarily, which is weird because I think that game is meant to eventually go free to play permanently. Maybe I'm confusing it with something else. But anyway, it's free to play for a little bit, which is probably a good thing to do because that game I heard was not doing well. Um, they announced Skyrim Very Special Edition, which is Skyrim for, for Alexa devices. Yep. <laughs> um, which is apparently a real thing they actually put out, which is whatever, fine. 
I'm not at home near my um, Alexa, or I would be testing it out. I don't. It only came out in America, apparently. So like, oh, okay. it, you, it wouldn't even work on yours. Um, they announced Prey Moon Crash, which is DLC for Prey. It's out already. It's set on the moon, as you would guess from the name. So that's kind of cool. Yep. I never played Prey. I only played the demo and didn't like it. I should really pick it up, because I should give it another chance. Because it had some cool ideas. Uh, Fallout Shelter came out for PS4 and Switch, which we mentioned already. Yep. Which I've been... I've Having not played much, I've actually played quite a bit of that. They've changed that game a lot since release. Yeah, they have actually. I think it has actual quests you can do now instead of just sending people out to... Like when it first came out, you sent people out of the vault to explore and it just showed like a text thing of like, they went here and did this and saw this. But then eventually they added in like, oh, what if you could actually like interact and do stuff which is smart um, Elder Scrolls Online is getting new DLCs I don't think I don't know if they said what, what kind they were but meh I don't, it's Elder Scrolls Online um, they announced Elder Scrolls Blades which is a mobile game for phones and also for VR this weirdly mm. interests me but at the same time I'm like no I, I no yeah. maybe it seems interesting it seems like they took just the like uh, the dungeon crawling bits of Elder Scrolls and turned them into a kind of RPG on your phone. It could be cool. Yeah, could be cool. That's that's kind of where I'm at. This yeah. could be that's could fair. be cool. Um, as long as they don't mess it up. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, then they showed more of Fallout seventy six. This is where they went kind of more into the game and the gameplay stuff that we kind of mentioned earlier. But it being a bit more of a survival game, but it being less focused on, you know, NPCs and more on players. Yeah. Which yeah. is interesting, but I don't like Fallout games that Bethesda make at the best of times. So, not super you're just You're just anti-Bethesda. Pretty much. At least they're developing. Their publishing's pretty damn good. <laughs> They publish some pretty great games. They do, they do. Uh, they announced Elder Scrolls 6. They literally just had a logo for it. There's nothing else. They're like, we're making Elder Scrolls 6. Like, will you all please shut up now? Basically. It's like, can you stop asking us? We're making it. You're not going to see it for a long time. But, yeah. They said it's a next-gen game. So, yeah. Uh, they also announced Starfield, which that name has been kicked around for a while. That's the sci-fi single player RPG made by the Bethesda Game Studio guys the guys that made Fallout and Elder Trolls yep. so we'll see how that is again they had nothing to show just the logo they're like it's going to come out before Elder Scrolls 6 but we also don't have anything to show of it and it's like okay well great I guess wonderful um, yeah and that was the Bethesda conference they didn't have like a massive showing but the stuff they showed was pretty good um, I felt they could have probably... I, I get why they showed the Elder Scrolls 6 stuff and the Starfield stuff, but I feel like they could have just not. Like, I don't understand the purpose of announcing a game with just a logo. Doesn't seem like yeah. it works to anyone. I mean, is it, it, might keep the, it might keep the rabid fans at bay. Possibly. Not really. I mean, maybe. Nah. But, mm. 
Nah, not, not even maybe. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It was, a, it was a good conference. Like, they showed... I think Rage 2 looks really good. I came out of that conference thinking, man, Rage 2 looks like it could be a really great game. True, true. So, we'll see. Rage 2 could be good. Yeah, I'm hoping it's good. I like the first one. So. Rage 3 could be even better. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Oh, wait, what? Rage 3's not a thing? Oh, sorry. Okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe someday. We'll see how Rage 2 does. But yeah, even then, Rage 1 didn't do very well, and they're making a sequel, so maybe they'll just make one anyway. Who knows? You never know. Who knows? Um, then, after that, we had the Ubisoft conference. In between it, there was a couple of like little announcements that popped out here and there. The only one that I was super excited about is uh, that Fist of the North Star game is coming out here in October. Um, yeah. Which, that game, I didn't think was ever going to get localized. It's by the same guys that make the Yakuza games. And it is basically a Yakuza game. Like, it runs on the Yakuza Zero engine and has the same combat. But it's Fist oh, really? of the North Star themed. Okay. Um, it looks fucking great. It looks really good. So, I'm pretty excited about that. Which means I'm going to buy three Yakuza games this year. Which is mental. Um, you like them Yakuza's? They're good games. I, I don't like the, the organization. I'd like to put that out there. I'm not pro mafias yes you are <laughs> I only in video games I mean I also like the mafia games maybe I am pro mafias oh no um right <laughs> you're <laughs> you're pro organized crime I'm pro organized crime apparently I never knew this about myself uh, <laughs> I also quite like layer cake it's a good movie oh fuck no 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 <laughs> it's all the way down um Ubisoft's conference. They showed two new CG trailers for Beyond Good and Evil 2. Which looked yeah. nice. Yeah, that's why um, I said Beyond Good and Evil earlier. Yeah, which is fair. Uh, it looks good. I'm interested in it, but I need to see more gameplay. They showed like some off-screen stuff later, which it looks alright. Um, but it's a bit early still. Uh, they had a kind of a controversial thing that I think was just a bit of a mistake overall in their part, where they brought out Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah. Uh, to talk about his company. Oh, I can't remember the name of it now. Um, but he has a company basically where he gets uh artists together to work collaboratively, um, to work on things for bigger projects, and this is like yes. the biggest project they've worked on. But like they've made movies together, they've made art together, they've made music together, and stuff like that. And the way it works is like a project gets put up, and you can submit something to it, and people can then modify the thing you submit so like a group of artists will kind of submit things then they'll kind of modify each other's and they'll end up with a selection of these kind of things these this artwork and stuff like that but at all times you own the artwork and yes, if it yeah. gets picked for use in whatever the project is then you get paid for it as well which is an okay idea um but it was pretty controversial because he came out of stage and never once mentioned the bit about getting paid so very much just sounded like Ubisoft were going, hey fuckers, want to make art for our game for free? And it's like, uh, yeah. no. As it turns out, would be the answer. You should pay the developers for that, or artists for that. Um, you should maybe hire some people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then he put out, uh, I, I actually, like, it, it gave me a bit more respect for, like, not that I didn't have respect for Joseph Gordon-Levitt to start with, I just didn't really know much about him beyond he's an actor um but he seems, he seems very passionate about 
this company that he runs because he came out and responded to people's complaints about the Ubisoft stuff and he's like no look we pay our artists like that bit got taken it got cut out of the script I don't know what happened there but we pay our artists like it was very important to me and then people were still kind of complaining about like the structure of it because it's still a bit sketchy it's still um the fact that you 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 don't get paid unless your stuff gets picked means that you're asking artists to make money uh, to make art for potentially for nothing yeah uh, which is still really sketchy and like he responded to that as well like specifically calling out not calling out specifically referencing twitter reddit and reset era like going hey by the way we i've been reading reset era and saw your guys complaints about that and people are like holy shit joseph gordon levitt reads reset era fuck oh my god <laughs> which is probably well, yeah probably not the actual case he probably read it specifically because of this but yeah people were like oh my god maybe he reads us um but it was kind of funny he cares he really cares <laughs> yeah like he seems passionate about it i'm whatever i'm i don't know enough about art and how i know that we have i have an artist friend who you know made our logo and stuff like that and getting yes. commissions and stuff like that is hard so yeah i know that much that's kind of um anyway beyond good and evil looks good from what they showed but it was mostly cg um they're making a new just dance game as you kind of expect it's coming out on everything that can run videos because uh, that's basically all that game is they're making yeah. a documentary about rainbow six siege which is that could be interesting yep um certainly could more division stuff which we kind of already talked about it looks cool um looks like they also announced all the dlc for it's going to be free which i'm definitely in favor of um as someone who bought that season pass for that first one i would yeah i only bought it because i wanted to play that content with friends i would much rather if i could just play that content with friends um yeah the nice new trials game which is probably the thing i'm most excited about from this whole conference I have not seen a trailer for that yet, but Man, I like it, Trials. So. It looks like a Trials game. Like, it's not a sci-fi game or anything. It's just fucking straight-up Trials. Um, it looks real good. Uh, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle DLC, where he plays Donkey Kong. Uh, I, that comes out... It'll be out by the time this podcast is out, probably. I think, maybe. Maybe a little bit after. Um, but it looks cool. Um, they show the CG trailer for Skull and Bones, which is and a little bit of gameplay as well, which is that pirate game that looks like they took the Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag stuff and turned it into a multiplayer deathmatch game, which I'm okay good. with. I hope there's a single player component to that. They've not really said anything about it, but I would love a single player component to that because I like the Assassin's Creed 4. <laughs> it's basically my takeaway for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, well, so there's a couple of small things. They're updating For Honor. Um, they showed a trailer for The Crew 2, which apparently comes out real soon, which is weird. Um, they showed Starlink Battle for Atlas, which is that Toys to Life game that they've been developing for what feels like decades now. Yeah, um, it does. feels like it's been coming out for ages. Yeah. When you have like little toys. I mean, it looks cool. It looks like a decent little space game that you fly around and shoot ship. Um, but their kind of big announcement was that on the Switch, you can buy a special bundle that comes with um, 
a Star Fox ship and Star Fox, and you can play as uh, the R Wing, the R Wing and Star Fox, which is kind of neat. It's a nice little tie-in. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, and then Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is probably the big thing from this press conference, officially announced. Uh, they showed some gameplay, and it was a really fucking weird section of gameplay to show at a press conference. Like they showed like a trailing mission. Like, they showed you following someone through a city, which is like, why would you show this? This is everyone's least favourite part of these games. Um, but it looks kind of cool. Set in Greece and Sparta. And Oh, Sparta! Oh, Sparta. They didn't really show much, or I don't think they showed any sailing, which is weird, because you would expect there to be a lot of sailing in that game, given it's yeah. set in a kind of... It's set in the Mediterranean. Uh, it's I, set in an island situation. Yeah, right. Um, and they showed the female main character. You can choose male or female. Um, you can choose a male or female character. It's got dialogue trees, it's got romances, that kind of stuff. They basically turned it into an actual RPG, which is... Cool. Where Origins was going anyway. Um, it was. It was very much where Origins was going anyway. Yeah. So I'm interested in it. It was cool. Um, and that was the Ubisoft conference. It was that was the Ubisoft conference. Yeah, it was. It was good. Ubisoft can have a strong show in most most years. Um, I don't think it was particularly outstanding. It was just good. It's alright. Yeah, pretty much alright. Um, Assassin's Creed looks really good. I hope this doesn't mean they're making Assassin's Creed every year again because that's a good way to ruin all the goodwill they got by making Origins actually good. Yes. Strange. Um, but hopefully, maybe they've got like a different developer on Odyssey, different, different team. You'd hope so, but I still hope they like take a break next year. Maybe next year will be a Watchdogs year or something, and they'll be like, okay. Yeah, we'll do Watchdogs one year, Assassin's Creed the next. Yeah, that's what everyone kind of suspected they were going to do, but they didn't. There was no Watchdogs this year. Strange. In fact, yeah, that Assassin's Creed game like comes out in October. Like, they just announced it and just showed it, and they're like, by the way, it's out in like. Four months. I've still to finish Origins. I've still not finished Origins either. <laughs> big game. It's really bad. Too it's massive stuff. though. You're right. It's huge. Too much stuff. Um, all right, and then there was PlayStation stuff, which was again a weird press conference. Again, I think all the stuff they showed was really good, but they, the structure was bad. Let's just say bad. So, like, there's not beer in the bush. It was just a fucking bad structure. So like they started yeah. with um, they had every, all the press and uh, and everyone else that was in the conference. I guess it's not just press people that go, in like a weird kind of hot tent thing that they built. It was like a weird kind of church tent thing. Um, church tent, yeah, people, yeah. They, they called it a church and it was a tent. Yeah, and people were like, "This is a fucking weird thing. What? What is this? Have you put us in? Have you joined? Made us join a cult?" Uh, and then it turned out to be because when they showed The Last of Us Part 2 um, the trailer started in like that exact place basically. Like they recreated that exact scene in real life. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they showed... A... And then got people to move inside after that. So that's the bit that I think really fucked with me with the conference was they, they had to move people into like the proper conference hall after that and that took a good you know 15-20 minutes. Like you're talking about at least like 300 odd people yeah, probably yeah. even more because they moved into a bigger press conference area, so they had to bring in people from outside as well. So, 
moving that much people takes time. And so they filled time by doing an interview with Sean Layden, the head of Sony, uh, Sony US, for 15-20 minutes. And again, like the uh, even worse than the Anthem uh, interview because it was him getting interviewed by PlayStation people. And so they were asking yeah. nothing. They were basically just filling time. And he was like, this is bizarre. But yeah. Real bizarre. Yeah. But before that, they showed The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, they showed a pretty lengthy gameplay trailer of it. And it looks very, very pretty. And very brutal. And just generally very good. Like, I'm looking forward to that. I didn't think The Last of Us really needed a sequel, but that trailer kind of sold me on it. Yeah, I'm actually pretty excited about it. Yeah. I mean, like, Naughty Dog are good at that. Like, I didn't think we ne- we needed a fourth Uncharted game, and then... Boom! It was yeah, great. It was great, as it turns out, so... I'm sure this will be great. Um, but, but They showed the trailer for the new Destiny expansion. It looks like Destiny. Um, th- th- Which, with Destiny 2, I'm not really that hype about. I like Destiny 2, but, yeah. I didn't really stick with it the way I stuck with the first one. Um, which I think was just because I stuck with the first one. I think I just um, destinyed out. Um, yeah, I, I didn't even play the second one. Like, I just didn't care. And it's a good game. It's better than the first one. Like, it's, they improved all the things that needed to be improved, but it didn't really do anything special out of that. It felt like the game the first one should have been the launch. But yeah. Yeah. Um, then Sucker Punch showed Ghost of Tsushima. A bunch of gameplay again. Um, this is my favorite thing about this Sony conference was like they were like, "Here's a game. We're gonna show a big old trailer that's gonna have a bunch of gameplay in it for these four big games." And Ghost of Tsushima was one of them. And boy, does it look good! Again, really good looking samurai game. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm trying to put together in my head how I feel about this, other than just it looks good. But here's the main takeaway from it. Yeah, no, it looks damn good. I'm really excited about it. It's got some stealth in it. It's got some cool sword play in it. He does that thing. I'm genuinely excited about it. He does the thing you'd want from a samurai game, where like he walks up with like his sword sheathed, and then in one blow, slices through a guy and he dies. Which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, that game looks great. I'm looking forward to it. They didn't set a release date for it, I think, which is a shame. I'd like to see it. Um, they also claimed it was work. It was running on a PlayStation Four Pro, which is impressive. If so, because that game looked absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Then they uh, cut to some other like kind of third party stuff. Capcom announced Resident Evil Two remake, which well they'd already announced it, but they showed first gameplay and stuff of it. Um, they're remaking Resident Evil Two on the Resident Evil Seven engine. Using a third-person camera like Resident Evil 4 through Revelations. And it looks really good. Um, I think... I haven't talked to Mike about that. I don't know if he's seen that yet. But he will like probably be hype as hell about it. Mike's either going to be hype as hell about it or super fucking disappointed. Because he loves no, Resident Evil 2. Di- I don't think the disappointment comes until he realises it's bad once he's played it, though. 
No, I think disappointment's going to come when he realises it's over-the-shoulder third-person like the Resident Evil games he doesn't like. Ah, uh, yeah, this like, is also true. They are remaking one of his favourite Resident Evil games to play like one of the Resident Evil games he doesn't like. Oh, yeah. Which is like, yeah. oh, it could go either way. He might still really like it. Because I think he, he liked the Revelations games. So he might, he might still be in there. We'll see. Um... It looks good. I'm interested in it. I need to. I started playing Revelations two again because I've still not finished that. So, yeah. 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 Uh, Remedy showed up and showed their new game, which I'm excited about. Remedy are the developers that made the Alan Wake games and Quantum Break, which was less great. It was definitely less great. Uh, I still liked Quantum Break when I finished it. It wasn't bad. Mainly because the PC port was not good. Um, Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was alright. Uh, they also made the the fucking the Max Payne games. Um, their new game is called Control. It seems like it builds a lot on the Quantum Break stuff. Like it's all very about superpowers and stuff. But it looks more like. Do you remember on the PlayStation Two there was a game called Psyops? Oh, do I remember the Psyops? It looks kind of like they're making a Psyops game, Paul. Like me, like me, like eat me, like eat the psyops. Like he picks up dudes with telekinetic powers and throws them around. Yeah. Or she yep. does. I think it was a female main character. Um, there's a lot of female main characters in this game. Good year for you know gender diversity in video games. Yeah. Not so much for racial diversity in video games. Still gotta get over that one, but you know, one step at a time. Take um, it. Take it slow. Take it slow. <laughs> take your victories where you can get them, I guess. Um. And actually, uh, going slightly back to the Assassin's Creed stuff, um, Ubisoft announced that their Assassin's Creed stuff is actually going to have a lot of different romance options, and that you can play your characters as most types of like the main types of sexuality. So you can be straight, you can be gay, you can be bisexual, you can be bi- you can be pansexual, um, and you can be asexual if you want, and just not, yeah, which is cool. It's a lot of inclusivity for stuff that usually doesn't get included in video games. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? Uh, they showed Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer. It was a different trailer from the one they'd showed everywhere else. Had Pirates of the Caribbean stuff in it this time. Nice, nice. Which looked good. They had a very good... I haven't seen that one. It's quite good. They have like a weirdly realistic looking like Johnny Depp in it. Which is bizarre. Um, but it looks cool. Nothing wrong with a good looking Johnny Depp. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that game. Me too. I'm not. I'm not even gonna deny it. Me too. Yeah. Um. And then Justin Roiland, the guy that makes the Rick and Morty series, um, announced the game called Trover Saves the Universe for PlayStation Four and PlayStation VR. And the trailer they showed was one of the worst trailers I've ever watched. It was. Which is really sad because Rick and Morty's great. So bad. Yeah, I love Rick and Morty, but oh man, that trailer is so bad. It's just not funny, and it's so cringy, and it's trying to do that Rick and Morty humor, but it just doesn't land any of it. Hopefully, the yeah, game itself is it's, better, but you know, it's not Rick and Morty. Yeah, it's hard to do. Um, the the they showed a new trailer for Death Stranding, which was kind of the thing I was most excited about here. Like they showed gameplay, which is good. Uh, that game looks weird as fuck. It seems like the game is set in kind of some kind of like post-apocalyptic world kind of and yeah. you play as Norman Reedus and you're 
like they showed a bunch of like exploring an open world kind of stuff like climbing a mountain and uh you know crossing a river and stuff like that they showed some like breath of the wild ass breath of the wild shit is what i'm saying except you're like a delivery man so at one point he had like a body attached to his back and he was like delivering it somewhere and then they showed like a kind of stealth sequence where there's those kind of invisible ink ghost things that they've shown in the previous trailers and you had to sneak past them yeah yeah um which they failed in the trailer um that game looks fucking cool still don't really know much about it but but it looks cool it looks cool i trust kojima to some degree he did make Metal Gear Solid 4 though you trust kojima to give you a game about a spec ops delivery man yeah i mean yeah that's basically the Metal Gear Solid games right oh yeah Fuck him, he that's why i guess why he's hiding that's why he's hardening cardboard boxes all the time because he has he's a surplus of them because he works at <laughs> the post office uh you have to hide in a cardboard box in that game at some point it has to be a thing there has to be um then they showed a bunch of spider-man that game also looks very very good uh not much new to say about the gameplay though it was just kind of spider-man swinging around beating up bad guys like you'd expect but it looks very good I'm going to buy that game. I'm happy to be excited about a Spider-Man game again. I'm happy to be excited about Spider-Man again. Yeah, I've not been excited about Spider-Man in a very long time. Yeah, it's been, it's been a while. Um, I think that was it. Oh, Neo 2 got announced as well. Which is neat. Again, they didn't have anything to show. They were just like, it's coming. So It's, it's happening. Yeah, it's like, that's the third Samurai game. Yay! Woo! Ooh, three Samurai games. But not a three Samurai game. That would be weird. Um, and then that's where this ends, which is weird, because Nintendo also had a press conference. The summary Did uses. Well, Nintendo had a direct. And. It didn't have a much. It didn't have much in it. So, Nintendo's thing... Well, I guess first, what did you think of the Sony conference? I liked their deep dive into, like, a select few games rather than just hitting us with a slew of games like, oh my god, yay, oh my god, yay! Yeah. I, I um, like it as well. Like, I think the last few years Sony have done press conferences that have been really cool on the surface because they've been like, oh, there's all these trailers or these cool-looking games, but then none of their games are coming out. Like, they take so long developing their games, which is fine, because their games end up being great. Oh, but, they end up being fantastic. But, like, they showed Last of Us last year. You know? Yeah, they did. They did. They showed... Uh, they announced Ghost of Tsushima last year. They showed Death Stranding for the past two years. What was it last year? I don't know. I think it was two different conferences last year. Um, you know, they've been showing Spider-Man for a year or two as well. Like, they've been... I think they realized like we can't just keep it's less interesting if we keep showing trailers for things that don't feel real yeah yeah um my only issue with it was just the the little break in between the first game and the rest of the games if they got rid of that, yeah no, that was my that was, a, that was an issue i had as well um the, the moving from one place to the next yeah like i get why they did it but it seemed it didn't work it yeah, it seemed like it didn't work, but you know, yeah. I'm the same boat as yourself. I get why they did it because it was cool if you were there, but watching at home, it didn't really help at all. Yeah. Um, 
of the four games, which one are you most excited about? It's between Spider-Man and The Last of Us, I'm not going to lie. That's fair. Those are, I'd probably go Ghost of Tsushima myself, but uh, all four of them look really good. I think the only reason that Death Stranding isn't my choice is that we still don't know enough about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, definitely for me. Yeah. I'm really excited. I loved the PS2, I think, Spider-Man game. Yes. Um, Spider-Man 2, um, probably. Yeah. The movie one. That's the one everyone loves. <laughs> it's the best And one. I'm just like... Part of me is just like, I cannot wait to have a good Spider-Man game again. I still can't believe that they've got... Is it, it's fucking this Insomniac making it, isn't it? Like, they got... Just the developer that's so good at making that kind of thing. Like, they basically made um, Sunset Overdrive, and it's like, all right, well, we've got superhero movement nailed down, so we can make a superhero game now. Woo! It's weird. Um, but, but, there's a bunch of stuff in this before Nintendo, but nothing super interesting. Um, so, Nintendo's thing. Started off with a trailer for a game called Damon X Machina. Damon yep, X yep. Machina, I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, it's one of those words that I've seen spelt a lot of times and never actually say, <laughs> heard people say. Um, which is like a mech game that looks fucking cool. Um, it's Switch exclusive, I believe. I think Nintendo's publishing it. But you're, like, you're a mech and you're flying around blowing shit up. It's very, yeah. like, it looks like the Armored Core series, kind of, but like more colourful and vibrant. Uh, that trailer was weird though because like the music just stops. Like it gets to the end as the music is just like swelling and it just stops and it's like that's weird. Yeah that's odd. But um, you know oh well. Yeah. yeah but the game looks good. It's coming next year. Um, then there's Fire Emblem Three Houses uh, which is the new Fire Emblem game for Switch. It's been delayed out of 2018. It's coming early 2019 instead. Yeah. But it sure looks like Fire Emblem. That it does. Which I'm excited for. I was kind of disappointed it didn't show up in any of the Treehouse live streams. Like, they didn't show any more gameplay of it. There's a decent amount of gameplay in the trailer. Uh, it seems like they're changing some stuff up. Like, there's, like, kind of, as you're on the battlefield, it's not just your guys fighting. There's, like, soldiers around you and stuff, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, that's potentially pretty awesome. Um, I, I mean, whatever it's Fire Emblem. I'm going to buy it, I'm going to play it, I'm going to love it. I'm going to be terrible at it. But I'm forward to it. Yes, that's, that's going to be me. I'm going to be terrible at it, it's going to be great. Yeah. It sounds like it's only one version of it this year, at least. Not two like last time. Which is good. Because I would have accidentally picked the hardest one again like I did last time. <laughs> um, I've still not finished Conquest. I need to go back to it. Are you ever going to finish Conquest is the question. I replaced the battery in my 3DS specifically so that I could. Also, everyone, really? like PSA here, check your fucking 3DSs if you haven't used them in a while or your 2DSs or whatever because the bottom of the case of mine snapped open and I was like, all right, fine. My girlfriend's been using this a bunch. She's probably just dropped it or something, but it's fine. Um, so I decided to like unscrew the bottom of it and pull the bottom, the whole case off so that yeah. I could kind of, because it's got little hooks that go in underneath, so I figured I could just like bend the hooks back into shape and just push it back on. Um, yeah, yeah. It turns out the reason that it had snapped was not because of my girlfriend, it was because the battery had started expanding. Oh. So I pulled the battery out, 
called Nintendo. They sent me a new battery. I chucked it back in, put the case back on. It was all fine. <laughs> oh, did Nintendo actually send you a new battery? I had to pay for it, but yes. It was, it was all right, tenor. okay. Um, it was whatever it was, tenner. It was that or buying you 2DS, which I kind of was looking for an excuse for, I'll be honest. <laughs> if they said, we don't sell batteries for these, we can't replace it, I would have been like, I guess I need to buy 2DS for this one game I'm going to play on it. Yes, sure do. And also for that WarioWare game that's coming out later this year. Uh, oh, that looks good. Looks fucking good. I mean, it's just the best of thing, but it's going to be good. Uh, speaking of good, they announced Fortnite for Switch, and then it came out. And I played a bunch of it. Oh. I played a lot of it on the Switch. Um, I had to make a new account to play it. Because, of course, if you have an Epic account that is connected to a Sony account, you can never disconnect them. Meaning, you can never disconnect them, and because Sony doesn't support crossplay, you can't play with any other uh, versions of the game. To the point where it doesn't even let you connect your account to any other versions of the game. So I couldn't play the Switch version on my main account, because my main account was connected to my PS4. So, fuck you, Sony. Fuck you, Sony. Basically. So I made a new account. I might have bought some stuff. Uh, but then I played a bunch of it. <laughs> I'm really bad yeah. at that. I had one good run where I came in 8th place and got 6 kills. Because, okay. I, because I found a minigun right at the start. And as it turns out, nobody knows how to handle a minigun right at the start. So I just kept running into people and just being like, bah, 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 uh, until someone eventually killed me, which is fair. Because so, I'm not yeah. good at that game. My experience with uh, the Switch and Fortnite, you had told me the whole uh, disconnecting your Sony account thing. So I was like, you know what? I'm in a rush. I've just downloaded this. I'm leaving the house in 40 minutes. But I want to play this and see what it's like. See how it controls on the Switch. So I downloads it. Fires it up. Goes, you know what? I'll just play as a guest. It gives you the option, I will play as a guest. So I hit play as a guest. It asks me to punch in my name. Or punch in a, a name to be known as, as a guest. I'm like, okay. Fire in like a name that I didn't think anyone would have. Which is just my own name with a bunch of numbers after it. Yeah. As you do. Then, no matter what I do, it will not let me hit it. will not let me hit enter. Yeah. Yeah. Just won't let me hit enter. It's broken. Um, so I go back out and I go back in thinking it, you know, would take me back to the main screen where it gives you the option to log in as guest or log into your account. No. You might literally need to, like, delete that game and then re-download it. Or at least delete your oh, no. save. You could probably delete your uh, save. Uh, uh, oh no, Karen. I've wiped the save. <laughs> Same problem. I've deleted the game, wiped the save, and re-downloaded oh, it four times. You Same to, problem. You may need to contact Epic Games and be like, yo, your shit's broke. Fix it, please. Um, Updated it. Same problem. Yeah, I think there's a new update for that today, actually. Um, well, hopefully, hopefully that might actually might, fix it. it fixes it. Um, uh, then they showed a bunch of DLC or one big DLC thing for Xenoblade Chronicles 2 called Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Torna the Golden Country uh, which is going to be standalone as well as being DLC for it uh, it looks fine I didn't 
I liked Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but I never finished it because I thought the story was kind of bad. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I've heard it gets better, but I never stuck with it. Um, but yeah, it seems like a sizable DLC for those that are into it. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. They announced Super Mario Party for the Switch coming in October. Best game of E3, Super Mario Party. If you smoke crack. I would say that for you, it actually looks surprisingly good. Like, I don't like Mario Party games. I'm pretty vocal about not liking Mario Party games. I know, I know. But this is actually the best looking... Like, I used to like Mario Party back in, like, the N64. This looks like it's going back to that kind of stuff. Like, it looks decent. They showed a bunch of gameplay for it at their Treehouse streams after their conference. And... If nothing else, it looks very, very pretty, which is a first for any Mario Party game, I would say. Um, they've always been pretty ugly games. Uh, but they've got some cool ideas for it. It's still random as fuck and, you know, just a bunch of mini games, but it looks fun. It's about time the Switch got a good mini game collection, given the only one it's got just now is 1 2 Switch. True, true. Um. Then they announced Killer Queen Black, which was which is a arcade game, um, a relatively recent arcade game, which is like four v four, kind of strategy game. Plays kind of like uh, Joust, but you're doing some strategy stuff, and there's like three different ways to win. It's very complicated. It looks cool though. Um, that seems to be exclusive for the Switch, I think. Yeah, it seems to be, which. It's interesting. Um, Definitely. Um, cool. uh, no complaints here, though. No complaints. Yeah, like, I don't know if I'll pack it up myself, but it seems like a cool game. It seems cool if you have, like, eight people in a room. That's <laughs> the main thing. Yeah, I don't know if online is really how I'd want to play that. Well, uh, yeah. Also true. Yeah. And then um, Hollow Knight finally got a release date. The release date was the day of E3, so it came out. I've been playing a bunch of that game. That game is very, very good. It's a kind of Metroid-style platformer um, with a really cute art style. I really recommend it. Um, and then Overcooked 2 got announced. Actual game of the show. Overcooked. Overcooked. Wait, wait, what? It's like Overcooked, but more? Like, more overcooked. More overcooked. Yeah, more that's... Um... Yeah, like they showed a bunch of gameplay of this as well again, and it's just like they've got a bunch of even crazier kind of locations, and uh, you can throw ingredients now, which is a literal game changer. Um, Sounds good. Sounds good. Because before you had to like walk right over to people and be like, "Here's a tomato, you can chop it." Now you can just fucking throw that tomato to them, which is pretty good. Woo! Pray into that. Uh, I really like that first game, so I look forward to that second one. Um, they announced the... Well, I guess we didn't actually cover... Well, I guess we should quickly go through the Pokemon event that happened before E3, because we haven't podcasted since then. Pokemon! Uh, they announced Pokemon Let's Go... It's all go... I'm here for. It's all I'm here for. Yeah, yeah I'm excited about these games. Uh, they announced Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, which are the new Pokemon games for the Switch. That are remakes of Pokemon... Remakes? Or they're new games based on Pokemon Yellow. So they're set in Kanto. The region for the first games. Uh, you can choose one of two starters, Eevee or Pikachu, but you have to. The only way you can choose them is by buying their game. 
and that that Pokemon will sit on your hat or your shoulder for the whole game, and also whatever you can have a Pokemon following you around as well, which is pretty neat. It looks really fucking good. Um, but then also they've replaced wild battles, so they're not random anymore. They're well, they're they're still kind of random, but they don't like just show up when you're in wild grass now. They're actually on open on yeah, the, in the world. It's one of the few things that I don't actually think I'm gonna enjoy. I like that. I like the random encounters. Random encounters are from an archaic old thing from games, unlike the NES, where they physically could not render stuff on screen. Having the Pokemon actually in the world is kind of cool, especially because now long grass actually makes more sense, because. Pokemon are in the world and actually you can't see them sometimes because they're obscured because they're in long grass. It's like, oh, that's how that works. Great. Yeah, well, okay. The bit that I'm not sold on is the bit where they took out battling wild Pokemon and replaced it with the Pokeball throwing game from Pokemon Go. Yeah. I don't know how into that I am either. It seems not great. Especially because... That's also how you get experience outside of trainer battles. So, like Pokemon Go, to level things up, you're going to be catching a lot of Pokemon. So you're going to be doing that minigame a lot. Um, other than that, it looks good though. I like the art style, I like the graphics. Um, they showed a bunch of like the earlier areas in that game, and it's nice to see those kind of original areas remade again. Yeah. Um, they said it's only going to have the original 151 Pokemon in it, which is... But you can add others in via Go. Only those original 151. Oh, really? Yeah, you can only add ones from that. that That's game, even... I'm, I don't know. The only, I'm the... super hype about it because it's Pokemon, yeah. but at the same time I'm like, eh, there's it, stuff I don't like. Yeah. yeah, I kind of feel the same. Like I'm excited about it, but there's some stuff I'm better on. The other thing was... Um, the, it's the original 151 and any Alolan forms they have. So it's not just the original 151, so any variations of those ones, like you know, Alolan, Rattata, and stuff like that that they added in and Sun and then those will be in it as well. Um, which is neat, I guess. Um, it looks cool. But yeah, they've got some questions about it. Yeah. Uh, they announced also an accessory for it called the Pokeball Plus. Which I'm gonna buy because I'm a mug. Which is basically a Joy-Con shaped like a Pokeball. Again, like, I'm it, going to buy because I'm po- a mug. Is a Pokeball where, if you've seen a Pokeball before, which I would hope you have if you're listening to this podcast, um, it has a button at the front which, you know, canonically opens the Pokeball. But in this, it's uh, instead of a button, it's like a little analog stick. Yeah, you can use so you can use it to play the game. You move around that way, and you can click it into the button. So it works either to play the game, basically just works as a Joy-Con, or you can transfer a single Pokemon into it, and one when you shake it, it'll make that Pokemon's noise, which is the fucking dumbest. That's going to go off in your bag so much. Um, and I I used the Poke Walker. Was it called the Poke Walker? Yeah. For was it Heart Gold and Soul Silver? Yeah. Did that make noise? No. That's probably better then. But yeah, this basically works like that. Like, uh, but it doesn't level your Pokemon Pokemon up or anything. They they just can find items when you're out and about. 
Which is uh, bull, because I want a... Level stuff. I'm on a fitness kick, and I want to level stuff up yeah, as I'm walking. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, I think it... I believe it also works as a... Uh, what's the watch thing they brought out for Pokemon Go? Okay, um, yeah. I think it also works as one of those. Um, which kind of defeats the purpose of... Of it. Like, they made that watch thing... Whatever. They made that watch thing because their game is bad. Pokemon Go is a bad game. Um... <laughs> They didn't add in a step tracker to their fucking game. It can't step. It can't track your steps if the app isn't open, which makes the game useless. I don't understand yeah. why people people are dumb. Anyway, uh, they announced during the E three that the Pokeball Plus, when you buy it, which is this Pokemon controller, will come with Mew in it by default. Yay! You get Mew, which I guess means the glitch won't be there anymore, which uh, you would kind of assume. But yeah, that's a thing, I guess. And you'll be able to transfer them into Pokemon Go. Do you get Mew in Pokemon Go? Nice, um, nice. Which is weird. It's cool. Uh, then they, oh god, they announced Dragon Ball Fighter Z's come to Switch. Which is super cool for you because you love that game. I'm probably gonna buy that game again, which is bad because I bought that game and the DLC on. PS4 already. Um, I think they showed something else, but I don't see it on here. So I guess we'll just get to the main thing, which was they spent half of their press conference about about half the press conference, which was like a good twenty five minutes or so, talking about the new Super Smash Bros. game, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Smash Bros. Smash Bros. Which I was excited for, but that's also a lot of Smash Brothers. That is a lot of Smash so, Bros. They started by being like, oh, we're going to show you some characters, and um, we're putting like a little number on screen to show like the the order they were in, like on the character select screen, starting from the first game. So like Mario is number yeah. one because he was top left of the thing. I think oh, I say Link is number two because he was like the next one, but whatever. Basically, they had a number between them all, and he's like, all right, so we're going to show all these characters. We're going to have a number next to them all, and it's like Mario one, Link two. Uh, Inkling 64, because Inkling is the one they announced when they announced the game and is the most recent addition uh, yeah. or was at the time of this trailer. And then it just loops through a bunch of characters and like, I was sitting like talking to um, I was like sitting talking to people during this and they were all like freaking out because they were like, oh my god, they're bringing back like Ice Climbers who haven't, they weren't in the last game and we, I fucking love Ice Climbers. It's like, oh yeah, I'm excited about that. And they was like, oh, they're bringing back uh, Pichu, who was in the previous games. And people were like, oh, okay. I guess that's, that's a choice, I guess. Uh, and then they like showed Snake. And it's like, man, they fucking got Snake back. He wasn't in the last game. He was in Brawl. And it was great. Uh, and then like a thing just popped up on screen that's like, everyone is back. So like the main thing they're focusing on for this Smash Bros. game is they're bringing back every character All that's been characters. in the previous Smash Bros. game. So like they, Sakurai straight up came up and was like, there's probably not going to be a lot of new characters in this game because we had to make, we had to remake all these old characters. There's a lot yeah. of characters and it's like, that's fair. That's, that's reasonable. That's re no, that is fair. I mean, yeah. I don't be mad about that. That is a lot yeah. of work that's went into putting all of those guys in that new game. Yeah. And then um, they announced, uh, they're doing a thing called Echo Characters, which is basically just characters that are slightly different variations of other characters. So the one they announced was Daisy um, from the Mario series. 
It was basically yep. just a different version of Peach. She's got different kind of stats and stuff like that. Um, but most of her attacks are basically just the same. Yeah. And then they also announced Ripley, who is from the Metroid series. He's a big flying dragon man. And I was going to say, is that the big dragon? He's the big dragon man, the big purple dragon man. Um, I'm excited to see him in it. He seems like he's going to be quite fun to play. Um, and then they went into like a bunch of detail about a bunch of like changes to the previous characters, which is a weird thing to do. Um, but then they showed a bunch more gameplay. Like it was the main game they had at E3 this year, like how how Mario Odyssey was last year and Zelda was the year before. So they had a bunch of gameplay uh, during their live streams afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And it looks nice. It looks like graphically, it looks like a decent little step above um, the Wii U game. Like not a massive one, but like the lighting's a lot nicer and stuff like that. And uh, all the stages look real cool. They've remade a bunch of older stages as well that were in that kind of demo they had at E3. Uh, they had a tournament that was quite fun to watch. So, yeah, it looks cool. I'm excited for more Smash Brothers. And it's coming out in December, which is later than I thought it would come out. Uh, tell tell the people what you did. You thought it was literally out next month. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I misread it. because on So they did two versions of Direct. They did one... Um, on their UK channel and one on the US channel, and I was. And watching, you watched the US one. I was watching the UK one, but I thought it was the US one. Cause I didn't realize okay. they were, I didn't realize they were doing separate ones. So the date came up, and it's also especially weird because I watched that trailer in the US one afterwards, and the US one it straight up just says, like the, I can't remember which date it is. It's like twenty. I watched the US something. one and it said December. It has December spelled out. Yep, I watched the US one and it did, and that's how I was like, how can you have messed that up? <laughs> in the UK one, it's, it says, like, uh, it was like, I can't remember the date is, it's, it's like 06, 12, oh, it would have been 07, so it's like, it's like 07, 12, 2018, I was like, fuck, that's, that's, or, I was like, that must be next month then, because it's like, oh, this is like American ones, right, so the month's first. Fuck, that's crazy, that, I can't believe, and then it's like, no wait, it's not. It's just they no, showed it differently it's... on both versions for some reason. Yeah, trust me, someone who is currently over in the states and or has to deal with it on you know a daily basis because my fiance is from the states. The dates mess me up all the time. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it's uh, I know I felt real dumb about it, but it was an easy mistake. But. I th regardless, like despite that, I thought it was going to come out in September because that's when they said their online service is going to roll out. So I assumed they were going to have Smash Brothers there to be like, hey, you should probably subscribe to our online service because we've got Smash Brothers out. Which is weird. Um, but yeah, that's, that was E3, I guess. That was the Nintendo conference. Um, I thought it was okay, but they spent a bit too much time on Smash Brothers and not enough time on anything else there were some things that were kind of notably missing like they announced Metroid Prime 4 at E3 last year with one of those shitty trailers that was just a logo and it wasn't here this year so it's like where is where is Metroid yeah um, I wish they showed more Fire Emblem because I want to know more about what that game is um, what else there was like a bunch of stuff missing that I was kind of looking for and I feel like the way they left it because of what they showed here, which was not very much, like they didn't, they don't have a lot coming out the rest of this year now. 
You know, they've got... Uh, what's this month? Uh, Mario Tennis will be out by the time this podcast comes out. Octopath Traveler's next month. I think that that Captain Toad port is out some point soon. Yeah. Monster Hunter's out in September. But then it's like, after that it's Pokemon in November and Smash Bros. in December. Like, there's a good couple of months there where there's just nothing coming out. Um, I guess Mario Party, if you're into Mario Party. I'm probably not going to buy Mario Party. Because I don't have friends. For the main reason. Um... But yeah, it was a weird one. What was, what was your favourite thing from the Nintendo conference? Um, so, not really from the conference itself, more from the treehouse after it was the going through the Pokemon. Yeah, I, I liked seeing some actual gameplay of um, yeah, Let's Go Pikachu. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'm glad I got to see gameplay. Uh, weirdly enough, I got to sit down with my fiancé and watch that because she'd just gotten in from work and she was like, okay what's going on like what's happening here what's like you know because she's never played a pokemon game she's not a big gamer so i was explaining the little ins and outs and how it's different and she was like oh because she'd played a bunch of pokemon go with her cousin mm-hmm. her little cousin and so she understands that and she's like oh so it's like pokemon go and i'm like yeah and it might actually be a way for me to nudge her into playing a full pokemon game that's cool i think that's Which, kind of their intention it's exactly their intention so to see that kind of happen before my own eyes kind of deal mm-hmm. was really cool. Um, so maybe more of a personal moment than an actual favorite thing. But that was my favorite thing from the uh, press conference was the Pokemon Treehouse after it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think for me it was probably the Smash Bros. stuff for the Treehouse afterwards. Um, I the, the Pokemon stuff was very good as well, though. Um, yeah. Like it, it made me more interested in that. Um, my girlfriend's excited for that game. And I'm going to buy her a Switch, because that game comes out like the day after her birthday, so I'm just going to buy her a Switch for her birthday and a copy of that. Um, Don't forget, you'll probably be buying her a specific yeah, she wants the Pokemon, Pokemon she, Switch. She's already said, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, if they do a, if they do a bundle, then yeah. Yeah. Um, probably. Um, but uh, she's excited about it, but she's also like super into Pokemon games, so I think... If she actually sat and like looked at it a bit more, I think she would probably be like you, where she's a bit skeptical about parts of it. But right now she's just like, I get to have an Eevee riding on my hat. I'm in. Day one. <laughs> Which, it's like, yeah, fair. That's fair. I mean, most of the Pokemon community are like, Pokemon? Yes. Following us? Yes. We'll take it. Yeah. And it's worth noting as well that they announced that they're going to have a more kind of traditional one uh, next year. Also yeah. for Switch. Yes, which is pretty good. Yeah, I think that's probably the one to be more excited for for a lot of people. Um, I'm excited for this one, though. It's going to be good. Probably. Uh, but that was kind of it for E3. Maybe. Maybe going to be good. Who knows? Well, yeah, maybe. That was kind of it for E3. There's a lot of games. It was, it was a decent E3. Um, it was pre- a decent E3. The press conferences were a bit... FA this year, but the games actually seem very good, so so you can live with that. Except for EA, like EA, go home and think about what you did. Yeah, bad EA, bad, naughty. Bad EA. We need to bring out the spray ball next year for you. Yeah, if you're not, we'll, we'll rub your nose in your conference next year. 
Make sure EA's like CEO is going to come out wearing like a cone of shame around his neck and be like, I'm sorry guys, we fucked up. We messed up, I'm sorry. We messed up. Um, I mean, whatever, they're going to come out here and do the exact same thing again because that's what they did last year and this year. So It's going to be garbage every year. EA and they're, and they're EA, they do what they want. They do what they want and people buy FIFA so they can afford it. Yeah, to. they do what they want and people buy FIFA and people like me buy Madden and we keep them afloat. Yeah, and then people like me talk about buying NHL every year and then don't. <laughs> so. <laughs> and guess what? Madden's coming out this year for PS4 and for Switch. That's good. Uh, FIFA's come for Switch as well this year. It came out last year though, but yeah. Um, and I will probably end up, I don't know, I really want to buy the Switch version, but if the Switch version comes out like FIFA did without the story mode in it, the story mode in Madden was actually pretty good. Yeah, I heard that FIFA story mode was pretty good as well. Yeah, it actually is. So, I mean, I sadly may end up buying a Switch copy and a PS4 copy. Oh my god. We'll wait and see. Alright. I think that wraps up for news. There's probably more news, but the E3 will be enough news for us for now. Um, I guess, is there anything that overall, like, was there anything you were super surprised by at E3 overall? Anything you're super excited for? Um, I wish I could say there was. There's not, really. Um, yeah. Fallout, I want to, I'm not excited about it, I'm intrigued. Hmm. Uh, Pokemon, I'm not excited about it, I'm intrigued. Um, there's a lot in the Microsoft conference I want to play, like Halo and Forza, but I can't because I don't have a, a gaming PC or an Xbox One. Yeah. I may need to pick up an Xbox One because I really do want to play both of those. I still haven't played Halo I mean, 5. I mean, you might have a friend who has an Xbox One that doesn't use it and would be willing to get rid of it. <laughs> that That's true. A that's friend true. who bought it from another friend another on friend. this podcast. <laughs> Are we just oh, going to pass the same Xbox gonna, One around? Is that what's yeah, happening? In like a year or two, Mike's going to be like, oh, my Xbox is broke. I need to buy that Xbox One back. Paul. <laughs> we could exchange the same I mean, I've already kind of made my decision. Like, they're talking, there's there's whispers of PS5 and stuff like that. And I'm like... I think they're at least a couple of years off. Yeah, there, there's whispers of them. And I'm like, you know, something is, as mental as it sounds, I'd probably stick with Sony next generation unless they do a massive fuck up so I in think... the next few years. My takeaway from like this, this E3 in particular, the Microsoft conference, is that because yeah, Microsoft also announced during that that they are working on a new console, which they didn't really need to do because we we knew they were working on a new console. They always are, um, but they're like, we're making a new console. It's like great, fine. Um, yeah. This whole press conference felt like Microsoft, like kind of firing a shot across Sony's bow and being like, you beat us. Right, you beat is this gen. But motherfucker, we're gonna start next gen running. Now. Well not even now, but like we're gonna be hitting it with the fucking we're gonna be sprinting into next gen while you're still at starting line and hopefully we're gonna gain some ground back. And I think it would be good if they do. I yep. don't necessarily see myself switching back to well and I wouldn't be switching back. I've never really been I've never had a Xbox as a main console for me. Yeah. Um, 
It's always... I don't see myself. I don't foresee myself switching back, and I, I would be switching back because I went PS2 to 360. Yeah. It's too early to tell, though. Like uh, we don't know what the consoles are like. We don't know what the exclusives are like. Um, but if it's like this gen, then. But also, like Microsoft stuff's all coming to PC now. Presumably, even their next load of stuff. So that's probably where I'm going to continue to get my Microsoft stuff going forward. Yeah. And I probably will just build a game in PC, which I've been talking about for the last 75 years. But Yeah, exactly. So it's um, a weird thing, but it does feel like Microsoft, like, especially doing something so weird, like going, like announcing that they purchased, like, four different studios during the conference, felt like them going, we know that our first party sucks. Well, it doesn't suck, but we know that our first party is, like, three games that we keep bringing out every few years. So we're going to fix that. And then when it comes to our next generation of consoles, we're going to have all these devs here. We're going to have all these games they can make. Look, all the third parties are still on our side because they all showed up to our press conference. Yeah. And we're making a new console. So you're fucking turn, Sony. And then Sony were like, Last of Us 2 looks pretty good, doesn't it? And it's like, well, yeah, yeah, it, does. it does, Sony. It does. You're not wrong. Um, but yeah, at this point, at this point, I think Sony are getting a bit of the way that Microsoft got at the end of last year or last generation, where they got a bit complacent because they were so far in front. Yeah, definitely. But hopefully, they don't fuck up and release a console that's super gimped at the start of next year or start of next gen, um, like the Xbox One was. Because I would love yeah. it if next generation happens, new consoles come out, and the Xbox One or the Xbox whatever Xbox 2 and the PlayStation 5 are like neck and neck in sales like yeah, the, like no, the PS3 and the 360 were like, it's only good for us yeah like we consider I think most people consider like the 360 and the PS3 like the 360 to be the overall winner of it just because we heard most about it and it had more games and it was more stable and less apart from the Red Ring of Death like it was the games ran better and stuff like that but at the end of that generation, the PS3 sold arguably slightly more than the 360. Like, it was neck and neck the whole time. And as a result, we got great yeah. games on both and third parties across both because there was less kind of exclusivity deals because, like, or I guess there was still a lot of exclusivity deals, but there were ones they had to pay for, so there was less kind of overall. Whereas this gen, there's a lot of exclusive stuff on the PS4 just because there's no reason to put it on the Xbox unless you've got a focus on the American audience. Yeah. If you're true. a Japanese developer, you make your games exclusively for PS4 because PS4 is what has sold in Japan and the rest of the world. So the Sony doesn't need to pay for exclusives because it's the only platform in a lot of places. Yeah. If Microsoft can yeah. correct that, then yeah, it'd be fucking great. Um, but yeah, that was E3. I'm excited about all those games. In a nutshell. Yeah. I. It's a good place. It's a good time to be playing video games. There's good games. Speaking of playing video games, have you played video games? Well, since you asked, Paul, I played a bunch of video games. Uh, I had a big list here that I cut down because we're low on time. Um, but I have played. Let's talk about the one non-Switch one first, I guess. I played God of War. Which I talked about God of War on the podcast before, I think. Although, I feel like most of the yeah. times I start talking about it is... Um, or the most of the times I start playing it is when we end up missing podcasts for whatever reason. So I've not talked about it as much as I probably should have. Um, 
But that new God of War game for PS4 is fucking fantastic. I finished it. Um, and I, I loved like every moment of it. The story's great. The combat's great. The graphics are great. Like those, this. I sent a message to you guys on Facebook and being like, it's going to be real weird when we get to Game of the Year at the end of this year and I'm arguing for a God of War game. Yeah, you did send that to us. Like, a God of War game. Like, when I think of God of War, I think of it being, like, fun, button-mashing action games. Not have... I don't think of them as having really great stories, really great characters, really great writing. Um, But this one has all of that. Like, it is so phenomenally good. Um, it's also pretty lengthy as well, which is good. That's I, good. Like, there's a bunch of side stuff I need to go back and do. Um, but it's really cool. Like, the main kind of combat mechanics, like, you have an axe that's kind of basically Thor's hammer. Um, not actually Thor's hammer, because it's set in Norse times and stuff like Or not times, Norse. Uh, it's set in Midgar. And so, there's. You know, Thor is there. He shows up at some point. Um. But it's a lot of, like, you've got a, an axe that does a similar thing to him. So, like, you can throw your axe and then just hold your hand up and it just comes flying back at you through anything it has to. Which is pretty fucking cool. Um, and then you can just do, like, a bunch of chains and combos, stuff like that. And you unlock a bunch of new abilities. There's like a big, a big skill tree you get in that. Um, but the whole story is, like, the story of Kratos from the old God of War games taking his son to scatter his mother's ashes and it's just weirdly like it, it gets silly and over the top and you know you fight gods and you fight giant monsters and stuff like that because it's a god of war game but the core of the story is Kratos learning to you know deal with this kid and this kid learning what it means to have Kratos as a dad basically and it's like weird and really good um, I was surprised by how much I enjoyed it and it turned out to be awesome so yeah, got a worth PS4 I definitely recommend it um, Paul, you've only been playing one game I have, Do I've you... only played one thing in the last like four weeks but it's been on the Switch, which is good it has been on the Switch, I have my Switch with me and I should have probably have played more games but you should. as you do on holiday when it's really nice weather outside and warm, you play video games, you you don't want to sit and play video games. Oh, maybe you don't. I don't. <laughs> it's I do that enough at home when it's cold and miserable. It's portable. Just take it outside and play it. Play it. I mean, that could work, but... <laughs> hang on, hang on. Here's about... No. No. It'll melt. Weirdly, before I talk about video games, my phone overheat the, overheat the other day and told me that it needed to cool down before I could use it again. That's weird. My phone used to do that when I recorded 4K video when I, back when I had that Sony phone. No, the, I literally all this all the screen would show me was a thermometer saying too hot. That's fucking Ple- weird. Um, it was 110 degrees Fahrenheit outside though. I don't know what that is in real temperatures. Forty something. That's very hot. Thirty-eight to forty. I think. I think if you factored in humidity and everything else, it actually. Felt like forty one yeah. or something. Man, that's fucking yeah, man. Um, that's super hot. And my, yeah, it's it's disgustingly hot super where I am. That's why you can probably hear a lot of air conditioning running in the background. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say we can definitely hear that. 
Um, a lot of air conditioning. That's understandable. Like it's been like twenty degrees here the past couple of weeks, and that's been too hot for me. I have been here two weeks. I have another three to go, and the temperature is yet to dip below twenty-eight. Fuck. Yeah, the temperature here is like between like well, you know it's Scotland, so. Hounding water. Yeah. Hounding water. Yeah. Anyway, the one game I have been playing is Fire Emblem Warriors, which both you and Mike have played, but I weirdly think I might be ahead of both of you on it now. Uh, I might Probably not now, because I stopped playing for a little bit. Yeah, but... I might have caught up, but you're definitely ahead of Mike. Um, Actually, I don't know, because he what... started playing as well. He started yeah, playing as well, I was talking about it, started playing it. What a fantastic game. Yeah, it's a really good... What an absolutely fantastic game. It's a really good thing to uh, So, for anyone that doesn't know what it is, it's Fire Emblem that plays like Dynasty Warriors. Mm-hmm. More or less. Um, Hyrule Warriors has just come out as well. On Switch. Um, so, not played that yet. Really kind of want to, because Fire Emblem Warriors is pretty damn great. And one of you two, can't remember who said Hyrule was actually better than Fire Emblem. I think we both might have said it, but yeah, I definitely uh, did. Um, They weave a really nice story through that game. Yeah. It gets brutally hard. Yeah, it does. Um, it's because it, like, it kind of feels like it wants you to go and do side stuff at a certain point. Yeah. Because it's got it like, the whole history of all this stuff. Yeah, it really ramps up the uh, difficulty level like incredibly quickly. Um, you go from, hey, this isn't too bad, to, hey, this is slightly harder to, holy hell, I can't complete this. <laughs> yeah. Um, in phenomenally quick fashion. I'm around, I think, chapter 13 of 16. Um, at the moment. You may actually um, I think I'm around there, though. Yeah, I'm chapter 13 of 16, and I am struggling like nobody's business. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. A lot of the gameplay is very similar, where it is, hey, loads of guys, go kill them and clear the forts. Yeah. And advance the story mission by clearing the forts and taking out bosses. But guess what? It's really bloody fun, because the cast of characters is huge. It is. And they all play slightly differently from each other as well. Yeah. They all play differently from each other. They all have different, really cool-looking supers. (laughs) Yeah. They all have amazingly different looking finishing moves. I love um, Corrin from uh, Fire Emblem Awakening who just turns into a dragon during her super. Yes, that's so, so good. good. I've just started playing as Corrin the whole time since I unlocked her. Um, and you can just switch between them as you're playing and yeah. you can use tactics to send people places and finish, you know. So you're doing a bit of tactical management as well as playing... Which I think is super handy. It is super handy, and you can set your character, you can tactically set someone to go somewhere to do something, play the character you're playing, finish the bit you're doing, and then switch to them and control them finishing that yeah. section. Which is cool. Which makes it really fun. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really good one of those games. Um, oh yeah, definitely. I do think the Hyrule Wars is a bit better. There's some stuff I like better about Fire Emblem Warriors um, but I think Hyrule Warriors looks super nice 
I mean, so is the, so is Fire Emblem to be fair. But I I think the cartoony art style of the Zelda stuff looks a bit nicer in that style. Yeah. Um, like it's much more kind of bright and colorful. Um, there's a lot more kind of enemy variety because in Fire Emblem Warriors you're pretty much just fighting soldiers over and over. Yeah. Um, like you fight monsters in a couple of places, but it's pretty much just soldiers. Uh, whereas Zelda is Zelda, so you're fighting a bunch of different types of creatures the whole time, which is really good. Um, yeah, it's just yeah, they're very similar games. It's very good. Fire yeah, Emblem Warriors is very very good, and uh, I think it's currently on sale on Switch. Yeah, everything connected to things they showed at E3 are on sale on Switch, so that'll be one of them. Zelda's on sale. Uh, but what else is on sale? Splatoon Two is on sale, I think. It is, it is. Yeah, because um, they brought it DLC. I was tempted, but, you know, I don't like Splatoon, so... Oh, Splatoon's so good. I've been playing a lot of Splatoon recently. I just didn't put I... it in the list here because Mike's not here. And I know you wouldn't appreciate it. Mike bought that DLC, so... There will definitely be Splatoon 2 chat at some point soon. Mike was like, I'm definitely not buying that DLC. I've not finished a single player in the main game yet. Yeah. And he's like, how about a DLC? So, we'll see. Um, Yeah. So you're enjoying Fire Emblem Warriors then? Very much so. Very much so. Um, I would have played... I would have been playing a bunch of Fortnite on Switch, but, you know... <laughs> you can't. I've explained that problem. That's a shame. Like, once you get it working again, we'll need to get a game, though. Yeah, um... I, actually, I will pick up my Switch while we're recording this and see if I can do anything in regards to playing some Switch, uh, Fortnite on Switch. Mm -hmm. uh, I've also downloaded the uh, new Octopath Traveler demo, but I haven't played it yet. Yeah, I'm saying I've downloaded it, but I've not played it yet. Um, it's limited to three hours is what I saw, so I kind of want to sit and actually focus on it and not just... Oh, yeah, if it's, a, if it's like a... Yeah, it's three hours, like a... but you're safe, yeah, it's carryover. over. Alright, so if it's something like that, I don't think I'll um, don't think I'll play it just yet. Yeah, uh, I'm going to sit and power through it all at once is my plan. Sit and focus on it. Um, yeah, probably the same here, to be honest. Yeah. I might actually even wait till I come home for that. But I think it comes out the day I get home, so... E maybe, yeah. It does, it comes out the day I get home. Yeah. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good game. Um, it is, indeed. So I played a bunch of Fortnite, which I talked about earlier when we were talking about Fortnite being on Switch. Um, so the only other thing I've really played... Or I would say that Switch port is very good. Um, it doesn't run at as high frame rate as the other consoles. But it looks nice. It runs very well portably. It's a very solid 30 frames a second, so that's... Like, it's really smooth, regardless of it not actually being, like, you know, the fastest frame rate. Um, You're a solid 30 games a second. I sure am. Uh, I wish I was 60, though. But... At 120, are you it, of course? <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's, it plays real well. There's a lot of people online playing. I've never had trouble jumping into like a fully packed game. So No, it's on Switch, so I can't imagine there's going to be any trouble. Um, You're going to have people who... Maybe don't have the other consoles who have a Switch. Yeah, or people who have been playing gonna... on mobile maybe who are like, oh wait, I can actually just play this with analog sticks. 
that's yeah. probably better. Which, like, you know, yeah. is always the truth. Yeah, being able to play poorly is real cool. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying that. And then the other thing I played is I played the Mario Tennis demo. The Mario Tennis Aces. Which was... I also uh, played that. Oh yeah, there you go. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> I also and you played s- that. And you said you didn't play anything. Well, it's, I've not played anything in a while, but we also haven't recorded yeah, we, we've in not, a while. We've not recorded in a while in general, because Mike took over for a while because he was playing board games. So Yes. Yeah. We went to the board game convention, which is, you know, if, you haven't, if you're listening to this podcast and you skipped the UK Games Expo episodes for some reason, go back and listen to them. They're real good. They Mike, are really good. Mike Benestein did a fucking phenomenal job on those. Um, they're they're just great. They're great to listen to. It was nice to have some glitchy gaming episodes to, that I could listen to because I'm not on them. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, it was it was really nice for me to like because I the the way that was working is those those guys were going doing a full day on the show floor. UK Games Expo runs way into the night with play sessions. Yeah. Um, like ten, eleven, twelve at night, I think on on some of the weekend nights with play sessions, from what I understand, and they were they were getting back and those. Like they were getting back to their hotel room, recording those, and sending them to me that even that night, and I was uh, I was editing and putting them out the next morning. But I was listening to the whole thing as I was editing, um, and they did a really a bang up job of you know recording in some harder conditions to record in, uh, and, and making some high quality content and really good examples of how to give us a, a feel of what's on the show floor. Yeah. I'm looking forward to other conferences that we, you know, might go to this year. I think there is a Scottish Games Expo like the UK Games Expo for board games, but I'm... Yeah, there's one. I'm not sure if we're heading to that or not. I don't think we're planning on it, but it would be nice. Maybe um, me and you should go. Yeah, I would happily do a fucking road trip board game or video game convention thing again. Like, one of my favourite things that we've done was still go down to EGX. Yeah, we, we, we need to redo that. Definitely. Go to EGX? Maybe not this year. But anyway, Mario Tennis. Uh, Mario, Tennis Mario Tennis Aces, which will be out by the time this podcast comes out, because it comes out Friday, is a tennis game we play as Mario. There you go. Woo! Uh, yeah, the online demo was... Uh, tournament thing kind of similar to how they do Splatfests for uh, Splatoon or they did that I like yeah I like the way Nintendo are doing uh, yeah. the arms test punch thing the as well the test punch yeah that's the other one um, I like I, the way they're doing these demos yeah definitely me too because it also like I wasn't super I wasn't sure whether I was going to play Mario Tennis online like playing a tennis yeah. game online is not really what I do with tennis games I usually just play against the AI a bunch yeah but they can they force you to play online basically in that demo if you want to try it and I was like I'll oh, jump online and I played so much of it I put hours into that demo. That... Well, there's a demo of a Captain Toad Treasure Tracker up. Yeah, I saw that. I need to download that. Um, but yeah, I love the way that Mario Tennis game plays. It's basically a fighting game, but it's tennis, which is real cool. Yeah, uh, that is real cool. So you have like four different types of shot. You have like power shot, lob, uh, uh, drop, uh, slice, and I forget what the other one is. Um, but like the drop and the lob are on the same button. Um, 
but you can like charge a shot and then that'll do something different so like power shots will knock someone back if they stop if they hit it when it's fully charged and uh you can like it's all about kind of positioning your opponent like you know hitting the ball in places that forces them to run out of position so that you, when it comes back you can knock it somewhere they can't physically get to which is made harder yeah. by the fact they added the kind of dodge ability or dash ability that everyone has a slightly different one but basically you move your right analog stick in a direction and your character will like flip through the air towards the ball in that direction so, yeah yeah so you have like so much maneuverability it's really hard to get the ball out but it's so fun and then there's like supers that are kind of neat and zone attacks which are like you hit it and it goes into first person in a slow motion and then you smack the ball somewhere it's fucking cool i play a lot of it um i end up playing as rosalina quite a lot and I have that game pre-ordered, so we'll probably talk about it more in the next podcast. Um, I'm hoping the full game like, lives up to that, because I really like that demo. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, me too. And then Blaze Blue comes out as well, so... Blaze Blue is out where I am, and I still haven't bought it. Yeah, sure. Got I went to buy it the other day and I was just like, you know something, I can't justify this right now. Yeah, I thought you were gonna. You were like asking for video games to buy. And it's like, Paul, just buy Blaze Blue when you're in America. Yep, haven't done it yet. Can't <laughs> yeah, justify you it. You should, and we Spe- can play some spending money on al- Spending money on alcohol instead. That's reasonable, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm looking visited, forward to Blaze Blue as well. Visited Jack Daniels. Had to spend money at Jack Daniels, you know. Yeah, fair. Then you're gonna be hit by those tariffs. Um, I'm not bringing any of it home. <laughs> you bring it home inside you. Make sure you urinate before you leave. <laughs> Don't you worry. I make sure I'm on the, in that yeah. toilet before I get on that plane. They're, they're, they're like, oh, have you got anything to declare? And you're like, I drank a lot of Jack Daniels. And they'd be like, is it still in your body? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, ah, oh, you've got to pay customs on that. That's that's how it works. You're smuggling yep. that Jack Daniels inside your bladder. <laughs> Yep, and then I'm going to pee it back into the bottle and sell it to somebody in Saki Hall Street. Wouldn't taste any different from regular Jack Daniels, am I right? Oh! <laughs> I quite like Jack Daniels. Okay. This is a video games podcast. Honest it is. Jack Daniels is fine. Uh, yeah, it's not just we haven't talked in a while and are catching up while recording it. No, <laughs> definitely not. not definitely not that. Um, I also played a bunch of board games, which we won't cover too much on. We'll, I'll probably talk about them next time when... Uh, Mike is on and maybe somewhere else, maybe Ben or something if we have time uh, it depends, we don't know what we're doing yet uh, but the one I do want to mention is a game that I bought a while ago and I've been wanting to get to the table and have not been able to play for quite some time, called Red Scare yes, yeah so Red Scare is a social deduction game where half of the players are Soviets and half of the players are American Patriots and you're a Soviet what? yep exactly I may be I was at one point um, but basically the the set, it's like set during the cold war and you're like American patriots are like kind of basically the, the FBI or the CIA or whatever um, and there's like Soviet spies that are in they've infiltrated America and the patriots want to deport all of the Soviet spies and exonerate all of the American patriots. 
Of course they do. And um, Soviets want to deport Americans and exonerate Soviets. Just to fuck with them, basically. Is there a Space Force? There's no Space Force, thankfully. <laughs> um, you also do not separate these uh, people from their children before you deport them. Too soon. Uh, it's kind of too soon, but hopefully by the time this podcast has come out, they'll stop doing that. Maybe? It, actually, it, it, it was executive order to be stopped as of this afternoon. Oh, did he actually do it? I remember saying, like, whatever, fucking... He didn't even need to executive order it, is the thing. Well, I'm going to say some, something super controversial here, but I think that Trump might not be a good man. He might be a bad person. Who knew? Everyone. Anyway. Um, I'm going to have to edit that out now. <laughs> you don't need to edit it. Fuck Trump. It's the name of the podcast now. Episode 203, Fuck Trump. Um, but yeah. Uh, Red Scare, you have two teams. Soviets, Patriots. You're trying to deport uh, whatever, depending on your team. And the way you do this is you have a hand of cards. And the cards will be either Patriots or Soviets, depending on what's on them. And if you have, you can deport or exonerate a full hand of cards at any given time. So, okay. if you have a hand of three patriots, you'll want to exonerate all of them if you're a patriot, or deport them if you're Soviet. The catch is, there's two types of cards, two styles of cards other than the two you know values that can be on them. Either there's ones that are blue or ones that are red. And the game comes with these little decoder glasses, which are basically like the old 3D glasses you used to get that were like the red and the green, or red and blue. Yeah. Uh, but it's just the red side of them, on both of them. Okay. So it just makes everything red. And so if you're wearing those glasses, you can read uh, the value that is on the cards that have the red kind of bottom of them, because the decoder glasses picked up the red wipes them out basically because it's you're you're seeing the whole world tinted red and so you can see what the value is underneath and the value for values like either patriot or soviet but the thing is you're only allowed to judge so either exonerate or deport your hand of cards if you can't see what any of them are you're not allowed to uh, judge any cards that you can actually physically read yourself Okay. So if you're not wearing the glasses, you need to ask people with glasses to tell you what's on those cards. And so you need to try and figure out who you can trust and who you can't because you might pass all three of your cards to me and say, Kieran, what are these? And I'll say, all three of them are Patriots. But you don't know if I'm a Soviet or a Patriot. I might just be telling you they're all Patriots so that you exonerate them, but they're all Soviets and you've just lost yourself a bunch of points at the end of the game. Um, and it's just it worked really well so you end up with this whole thing of just people just like passing cards back and forth to people and be like can you tell me what these are and they're like yeah it's this and you're like right I'm going to trust you on that I guess and then the other thing is you can trade cards with each other so you can um, it's the only way you can get cards out of your hand so you'll be swapping cards around so there may be a point where it's like oh well the only cards that are kind of in circulation are ones that the people with glasses can't read. So we're going to keep trading cards to them so that they can actually do something because we can't. Which is the one bit of that game that's maybe a bit weird and didn't work super well. 
but overall, I thought it was a really fun, light kind of social deduction game. We were just sitting trying yeah. to figure out who's who. Uh, the one thing I will say is though, um, all of us took turns wearing the decoder glasses at some point. Uh, they gave one of us a migraine and she stopped playing. Uh, and then I found them pretty fucking weird, but also like they strained my eyes. Okay. They are just like really simple, just literally just like you know red filter glasses. But there's just something about it that is just like it just strained my eyes a bit. And the thing is, the the game only works if you're wearing them the whole time. Because you need to not be able to read the cards in your hand. So if you take glasses off at any point, then you're cheating because you can read the cards that you couldn't read before. So you have to wear them for the the length of a whole game, which can be a little while, but it's it can be a bit straining on the eyes. Um, That's fair enough. But I really enjoyed it. I, I recommend it overall. It's a fun one of those kind of games like there's nothing super complicated about it it's just a case of like it's, it's a nice little gimmick basically the glasses to be like some people can read cards some people can't it's a smart way of separating groups out like that but yeah red scare um and i played some other board games but i think we'll just skip those for now and i'll talk about them next week because board games we've been talking for a while and Board games are good, but I need to play more of them anyway. So. Yeah, I need to play. I actually brought um, Unlock with me. Oh, nice. Uh, we're playing that this Sunday. Nice. Um, we've got a, a scheduled get-together with some friends and some members of the fiancé's family, and we're going to play Unlock. Unlock's good. Have you played Unlock before? Yes, played it with you and Mike. That's oh, why I bought fuck, it. Oh, so we did. Yes. That's why I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, just remember what we learned from that that time we played which is don't let people brute force things because it's not as much fun yeah no like if if someone says a number make them justify it be like why do you think it is this because why do you think it is number 83 yeah because when we played it a couple of people we played with was kind of they were kind of just like oh it's definitely 74 whatever and it's like why and it's like just 74 and they, 74, deal with it. And it's like, oh, there is a card that is 74, and it's like, then there must be that, and you flip over, and it's like, oh, it's a record player. There's no record player in this room. Why is... The, the, what, how would there be a record? What is this? Like, there's a logic to all this, and we've skipped some of it somehow. We got there in the end, but it was... Yeah. I definitely think that's... Yeah, no, we um we did slightly mess that up. And it was still fun, however. It was. I, it wasn't, it. I keep... Fun. I keep meaning to buy the. They brought out like a pack of three more things for that. I think Mike might have bought them actually. I was he did. Mike bought the expansions. Man, Mike buys too much stuff. Mike that Mike. is also true. You go, Mike's play board games. Always a good call. Yeah. Um, Always a good call. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Um. Well, I think that's it. I think that's us. I think we. I think we're done. I'm exhausted. There's a lot of E3. That was yeah. It was a lot of E3. I thought we'd put it behind us, but here we are. A lot of E3. A lot of Pokemans. Mhm. Lot of Switch. Not as much Switch as we'd maybe hoped, <laughs> but yes, a lot of Switch. Um. Not as much switch as we hope for, but 
Switch nonetheless. Yeah. My my takeaway from the Switch stuff is just more that I think Nintendo doesn't care about E three anymore. Because they don't have to. No, they don't. Like they're they're we do them when we please. Yeah, like Nintendo treat. Nintendo do a direct like a direct or a mini direct pretty much like every other month at this point. Yeah, and uh, it's working for them. It's maintaining momentum and hype for what is coming out on Switch and what is coming still out on 3DS. Hmm. And if you were to ask me who had the most momentum at the moment, it would be Nintendo. Yeah, I think they've got not. They don't have the strongest lineup for the rest of this year. Like it's been an okay year for them so far, but a bit quiet. And then the rest of the year is not great. I think again next year is going to be a good one for them assuming they actually they get stuff out they have so much momentum though it's unbelievable yeah. but I think if we get into next year and you know Fire Emblem comes out and then also officially they actually have more switches in hands in the US than either other of the other two consoles wait what uh, apparently that's, uh, that's I heard that that's come out somewhere that's inaccurate I heard that come out somewhere no, that's inaccurate the Playstation 4 has sold an insane number of consoles um, but maybe like in maybe you, maybe you misread it or something. But they they oh, no, it it's been misheard. selling faster. But it was it might have been misheard, but not or misread. Misheard. All right, yeah. Like it's been selling faster, but it's not Cobb. But it will have outsold. That's the thing. If they hit their sales target, because Nintendo said in their last like uh, their last shareholder meeting thing that they wanted to sell they predicted they were going to sell 20 million switches over the next financial year so from March this year till March next year which I think with Smash Bros and Pokemon there uh, as well as like the continued sales from Zelda and Mario like I think they might make it they might if they do they will like they will outsell the uh, the Xbox One worldwide because the most recent Xbox One sales numbers we got were 36, I think it was, 36 million. So maybe not outsell it worldwide, maybe next year it'll outsell it. But like, yeah. it, it will definitely happen. Like if, if the Xbox One's only at like 36 million at this point, or at the start of this year, and so maybe it's closer to like 40-something, the Switch sold, I think it was 16 million last, maybe more than that, maybe 17 or 18 million in their first year. Um, which was mainly because they had stock issues. Yeah. So if they had 20, they're going to end up like getting really close to 40 million this year, and then next year they're just going to blow the Xbox One out of the water, which is going to be crazy. They've already outsold the Wii U. The Xbox One's next. They'll never reach PS4. I don't, I don't think the Switch has that kind of momentum. Um, but it's selling well. Which is good for Nintendo. Good for us because we get more Nintendo games. I, I, yeah. If, never words that would never come out of my mouth, but I want more Nintendo games. It's a great system. It's a great piece of hardware, and they make great games for it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's us. Where can people get in contact with us, Paul? They can get in contact with us info at glitchfreegaming.com. Wait, really? They can also find us on Facebook. I think so. Oh man, okay. Yeah. Uh, they can also find us on Facebook at Glitch Free Gaming, or they can alternatively find us on Twitter at Glitch Free Game. Yay! 
Uh, also, Fortnite will still not let me pick my own account. Yay, so Paul's going to stop this call so that he can call Epic's customer services. And, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I forgot else to plug. Uh, by the time this is up, hopefully my review of Total War Thrones of Britannia will be up on the site. I've not actually finished writing it yet, so probably not, but we'll see. Um, and then I'm going to write a few board game reviews as well. Ben has been putting up reviews of board games that he played at UK Games Expo and a couple that he played before it. So I think there's some other video game reviews up on the site as well. There's a lot of board game stuff on the website just now. If you're into board games, hit up glitchfreegaming.com. Uh, if not, also hit up glitchfreegaming.com. Because we do the video games also. Because we do the video games also. Uh, yeah, there's a review of Pixel Junk Monster 2 up there. It's the most recent video game thing. Um, but there's going to be a bunch more stuff coming up. There's going to be... I've got two board games. Well, I've got four board games here to review, but I'm going to review two of them for now at least. Uh, okay, so the Fortnite works. All right. So I've got two board games to review. Those will be up soonish because I started writing them. Total War to review, which will be up soonish because, again, I've already started writing it. I'm planning on doing some kind of new video thing, uh, but I'm not 100% sure on what it's going to be yet. I want to do some kind of board game video game thing, so maybe I'll do a video review for at least one of these board games, if not both of them. Maybe just, because I think it'll be relatively short, so maybe both of them. Uh, you'll be able to find that if you go on YouTube and search for Glitchy Gaming. We don't have a fancy YouTube URL because we're not, we don't, we don't get enough views for that. You have to have a lot of views to do that. We're not fancy. We're not fancy. Not yet. That North Card review continues to do fucking weirdly well. People really want to know how good North Card is. And want to watch me talk about it for like 12 minutes. Rather than just be like, by the way, it's a good game. Yeah, see this game? Good game. It's a fucking good game. Don't know if, I, don't know if you know that, but it's a good game. Anyway. That's us. See you guys next time. See you next time. See ya.